There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. Good we start, no pressure. Movies, comics, TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me is always my co-host, Nick Mason. I'm Welcome. uncomfortable because I'm facing the wrong direction. I always want to be able to see the door just yeah. in case somebody... Because of that threat. big spider. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, well, your seat is actually taken this week. Mm-hmm. You seem very uncomfortable, very unhappy. Mm. Uh, we've actually got a Charlie Clawson from Tofop. A Charlie Clawson? A, did I say A Charlie Clawson? It sounded like you said a Charlie Clawson. The Charlie Clawson yeah, from Tofop. I probably am. No, there is another Charlie Clawson. There was this kid called Charlie Clawson who would troll me on Instagram <laughs> oh, no. for like a year. Every time I would post something, he would post in the comments, hashtag saint. And it, <laughs> and it was one of those things where I just should have let it slide. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe I was hung over one day. It was really bugging me. Yeah. And so I direct messaged him and said, look, mate, it's been a year of hashtag same. Please. Uh-huh. It's not funny anymore. And then one of his mates commented, like he must have gone and cried to one of his friends. He was about 12. Yeah. Right. Is he Australian? I think American. Right, yeah. Because then his mate had a go at me and was like, you know, you a big shot celebrity like you shouldn't be like beating up on kids like this. And I'm like, well, I am not a big shot celebrity. <laughs> that guy did that for a year though. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a long time. I mean, that qualifies as trolling, right? Hashtag I think, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. not offensive. No. It's just fucking annoying. Is he, annoying. Who, who, yeah. who has the name of the two of you? Who is Charlie Clawson? Like on Instagram? Uh, we're both, I'm Charlie underscore Clawson. Okay. He's Charlie Clawson. Very One good. word. Okay. Oh, gotcha. okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. I was, I was, I was not confident enough that I would get Charlie Clawson just straight. Right, so yeah. I I threw in the underscore because I was like, "There's no way yeah, sure. I'll get it," but I was uh, foolish. I was sitting there the entire time. <laughs> I'm always I'm always envious of the organizational powers of anyone where all their social media has the same 
handle on it. Yeah, right. Like the, every time there's a new Snapchat or you, a new Instagram, yeah. they get the name. You've got to have something unique or you've mm. got to be in early. And I'm mm. none of those things. We had someone uh, squat on Tofop for, right, for yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And we went back and forth and then um, I trolled them for about a year until they, oh, well. until they gave it up. They went, listen, mate, that's enough. And you cried to yeah. Will. Hashtag yeah. not the same. Not the same. <laughs> How'd you get it? Did they give I it just, up? Yeah, he just abandoned it, I think. Really? I, just, okay. I just sort of, I, I mean, I was, he wasn't trying to charge money or anything. He was just sitting on it and wouldn't give it up. I don't know what he was planning on doing. Tof- it. So it, Tofop didn't stand for something else. He, he wasn't, he wasn't Johnny. Oh, actually, I never thought of that. Maybe okay. he had his own business idea that I <laughs> right. just bullied him out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I get this seed money together, I'm going to open Tofop cakes <laughs> and it's going to be so, oh, some right. guy from Australia keeps yeah. harassing me. 30 odd foot of pastry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably Russell Crowe. <laughs> <It> probably was. <laughs> but you, look, you're, you're from the world of podcasting, obviously, but that's mm-hmm. not your only endeavor. Yes. You're a, you're a famous actor man. Well, yeah, you know, relatively speaking. Well, you're in a new international series, yes. Wolf Creek Season 2, which is coming out. I watched Season 1 like a month ago. Yeah, I'm I a did, big fan of the Wolf Creek I series. I did too. I just started mm. watching Series 1 um, last week with my wife. Mm. And in the Wait, f- you hadn't seen... You're in it, but you hadn't seen... <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen the first series. I'd seen the yeah. first two films, but I hadn't seen the first series. Because yeah. they're not connected, I don't think. Maybe. No, I mean... You, Apart yeah. from... The John Jarrett John character, Jarrett. yeah. But um, uh, the first 10 minutes of series one... Is so violent. Yeah, like it's crazy. my wife and yeah. I actually like. Whoa! I don't know if I can watch this, and I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, this is full on. So for those who don't know, it's directed by uh, Greg McLean, who's made Rogue, the one about the killer crocodile. I remember, which, which it. I really like, which most people don't like. With Michael Vartan Michael, is in it. That's Michael right. Vartan, he, alias is Michael Vartan. Yeah. That's right. He did our uh, Balco experiment. The man who I sl- think slept with half of Melbourne while he was here filming that. I know <laughs> so many girls like who had sex with him. <laughs> like. It was bizarre. It was like he just came to town and impregnated the entire city. That's amazing. Good bloke? Yeah, it seemed like a really it's nice guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like little- dogs. I remember he came around to my house one day and played with my dog and he seemed quite nice. Then he tried to make out with me. <laughs> no, that's not true. Michael, T- Michael Vartan, hashtag dog kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Harass him for a year. What else was I going to say? Yeah, so- He's like, I love Greg McLeod's work. Like, mm. a Balco Experiment, I actually haven't seen. It's good. Uh, written by James Gunn as well. Yeah, I so. went to the screening of that in LA where yeah. James Gunn was, uh, James Gunn was there. They did a QA afterwards. And if anyone hasn't seen Belco, the best way I could sort of say, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. It's got that same kind of like hard edge, sort of tech focused, um, satire to it. But it's a fun, gory kind of romp. Like, yeah. that's, that's the nature of it. Mm. But then the Q&A afterwards, the guy who was emceeing it decided to ask the most hard-hitting question about, like, gun control in America. Yeah, sure, right. After, like, an audience full of horror fans have just been cheering, like, exploding heads and <laughs> yeah, stuff nice. for, like, the last two hours. It's like, way to not pick a fucking crowd. Yeah, mm. this is not what this is. Yeah. Like, this is not your forum. But, uh, so that's coming out October? It's actually screening. Well, there's a screening happening uh, now at Melbourne Film Festival for anyone who's in town, I think. Right, yeah. One, or one oh, sorry. I was thinking I didn't. Sorry, you're talking about Volker? Yeah, I meant Wolf Creek. Oh. Is that what, you're, what are you talking no, about? What am I Belka. talking about? Right, okay. Things move fast here. We're going to keep it moving. There's no time to talk about one thing. We've got to sort of talk about another thing. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, uh, so Wolf Creek, the series, when is it coming out? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's coming out till next year. Okay, right. I, yeah. I don't know. I've been, I, the rumour I heard was January next year. Yeah. Or at least they're having a launch in January next yeah. year. I doubt they'll have enough time to get it ready by. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. How much can yeah. you tell us about your character? Are you murdered? Um, murdered? murdered horribly? I can tell you that I'm an American. Ah, oh, accents. Yeah, which is Very great. Good. Which has been really, really good. It's one of the. It's um, a tour bus, isn't it? That's what I read about it. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a busload of passengers in the outback, and 
You can probably guess. We should basically point out that the killer in Wolf Creek is played by Australia's John Jarrett, who used to host Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah, and I worked with John Jarrett on McLeod's Daughters oh, right, years yeah. ago as well. Because you've been in like every Australia TV series. Have you been in Neighbours and Home and Away? Yep. Done them nobody, both. Nobody, the nobody double. Have, nobody yeah. people have done that. Yeah, from Erinsborough to Summer Bay. <laughs> That's the night of title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Mount Thomas spent some time in Mount That's Thomas. right, Very acting good. sergeant. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so he, so he's like deranged crocodile Dundee, which yeah. I think is a great idea for a killer. The only thing I don't like about him, well, aside from all the murdering, is that the way he gets away. I'm like, this fucking, guy, he's always <laughs> one step away. out of the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I'm Greg. I've known Greg for like 20 years. I remember. He initially got Rogue up first. That film was meant to happen. Yeah. First, and then he had this. Horrible experience where he was fired off his own film where, you know, they bought the script, he was attached and they fired off, fired him off it and tried to, um, you know, bring in another director, but then it fell apart. So yeah. Greg was like, I'm just going to go write something that I can shoot really cheaply, mm-hmm. minimal characters, minimal locations. And that was Wolf Creek. And, um, John Jarrett at that time had, was only really known as, you know, the funny guy on McLeod's Daughters or yep, the Better Homes guns. and Gardens. Yeah. With Nolly Hazelhurst, who they were married Greg, to. I, Greg's whole thing was, he grew up in Bendigo out in mm-hmm. the country. He knows these kind of guys. And it's like, it's that lovable larrikin image yeah. where there's like a really dark underside. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like this seething hostility towards outsiders, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it also, I think, in a purely aesthetic point of view, that image of the Akubra and the flannel and yep. the rifle, like mm-hmm. it looks great backlit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. it's 100%. great for a movie post. And they say that about a lot of the most iconic characters, you can recognize them from just. The silhouette. Yeah. The marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. That's it. It's all I got. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yep. Robert Smith. Yeah. Uh, or Edward Scissorhands. Could be the same yeah. person. Mm. I don't know. Anybody with a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka or just an English gentleman. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Hard to tell. Well, look, we'll get into Wolf Creek more in a bit because sure. I want it because it, it ties into the topic that we're doing. But if you are you happy if we run through a bit of the news? You've sure, heard the yeah, show. Yeah, you know I how this that. works, yeah, roughly. Yeah, I know. Sweet as. So we just basically <laughs> make make fun of stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> good. People have had too, had it too good for too long. <laughs> Bring them down a peg or two. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Marvel's, <laughs> oh, no. Marvel's Inhumans, which is uh, it's going to the first couple of episodes are going to IMAX in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's going to series. Later September. So can you bring me up to speed? Because what is the Inhumans? Is that a comic? Yeah. So book? it's like X Men. It's the X Men knockoffs that Marvel are pushing because they don't own the rights. Are they the in the universe of the X Men? Yes. yes, they are. But they've yeah. been around for what, how long? You know this? Oh, many decades. But they're they're essentially so specific. Yeah. They're so, yeah. Many, you know, they're many decades, and they're a bunch of interesting characters. Now they're they're they're, they're um they're like an off, they're like an offshoot of humanity who live on the moon, but they're like they all have mutant abilities. And there's Medusa who has sort of prehensile hair and there's Black Bolt who can't speak because his voice will can, you know, knock down a mountain and et cetera. Right. And it's kind of teleporting dog. There's a teleporting dog called Lockjaw. Uh and so they're they essentially they all have they have similar enough powers that you can go, okay, we can't use the X Men, we'll just bring in the inhumans. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so this is kind of Bilo. Bilo. They're Bilo X Men, exactly. Yeah. 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 When I when I was a kid you could get G.I. Joe, you could also get the core. Who were like the knockoffs? You could just buy it Safeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah makes sense. So and they're they're the core. Yeah, they're not quite <laughs> as compelling. And why? Well, you know, depending on who you talk to, but they're not. But this is the first <laughs> review of the of the of the series. Simply awful. <laughs> too so, good for too long. <laughs> I'm so disappointed since I generally generally love everything Marvel does, but this is absolutely terrible. The dialogue is atrocious. The fight sequences are shockingly cho- choreographed. The sets. 
uh, or more so the obvious green screen, aren't that crash hot either. It's only saving Grace's Lockjaw, who is adorable, teleporting dog. Right. And as one of the few people who actually liked Iron Fist, I can easily say that this is Scott Buck's worst work yet. Who's Scott Buck? He did Dexter, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so he, he's a showrunner. He's a showrunner yeah. who also did Iron Fist, which... Yeah. Uh, uh, is the teleporting dog Lockjaw CGI or... Yes. Yes. Dog? And it looks okay from the trailers. For it's TV. also it's also novelty sized. It's like oh yeah, it's like, oh, like the right. size it's of like, a yeah, small car. Saint Bernard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's yeah. Cujo. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't think anybody's surprised by this. If you've if you've seen any of the trailers, it's just flat lighting, generic sets. It looks cheap because it's the guy who runs Marvel Television, Ike Perlmutter, is like notoriously frugal. Right. But he but he he's been trying to push this for years. Like it was supposed to be a movie with Vin Diesel, which never happened. So this is what we're getting and apparently well that's probably for the best really yeah that's <laughs> right exactly so. we, can, we can thank god for that <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody's surprised or, or disappointed but hey maybe it isn't this is the first review you never know but but okay so why is that first review valid is it someone of note or is it i didn't write it down i thought about it but then i went that's probably no one's gonna ask <laughs> yeah it's probably some mason ju- wouldn't ask yeah i wouldn't ask I it's probably some jerk off the internet yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so when you it's when the same you, guy who yeah. hashtag samed me I bet so. yeah that's, that's right. right when you make a, a tv series or a movie yeah because you know when we go to like a you know a marvel movie or we, or we watch a you know a, a wolf creek or what have you we see yeah. the finished product and we go okay this is this is great it's got you know good effects and sets and props and casting and script and whatever but when you go and you you're with a work you you were sort of making a work in progress mm. do you ever go into a uh, like a, a movie a movie or a tv show and be like i don't know what this is going to be like you go in and there's green screen and there's stuff that isn't finished and i've never really worked a lot with that kind of stuff i haven't really done a lot of with visual effects i uh-huh. did <laughs> there was an episode of Blue healers. Here we go. See, there we go. <laughs> this is early 2000s Australian CGI. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Oh, no, I, was it, yeah, I don't think it was CGI. It's more like compositing. Right, yeah, okay. The, uh, the plot line, a, a lion had escaped from <laughs> the zoo yeah. and I had to like- This is zoo in, in Mount Thomas. Mount of Thomas? course there is, mate. Yeah, it's right. a, it's a major <laughs> country metropolitan area. Mm. Uh, and so I had to hunt down this lion and, um, <laughs> and I remember at the time like they- they couldn't actually get a lion on set. They didn't have the budget for it. So they mm. went and shot through the bars of a zoo an actual lion. Gorilla and it style. did not match, like, <laughs> it didn't match the paddock we were shooting in. Yep. And then I was meant to come around the corner, find this lion, see it's injured and, and be, okay, well, it's a mercy killing. I'll, I'll put it out of its misery. And so they told me, yeah, when you come around the corner, just, you know, aim the gun, fire it. We'll, and then when we do the reverse of the lion, we'll comp that in later. It's going to look seamless. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nice. like, all right, let's see what this yeah. looks like. Wasn't seamless. Oh, <laughs> like what? it literally looked like in, in the late, in the early early eighties, late seventies, when the, the, the compos- compositing would have like an outline. Right, yeah, right. man. And they also put some like CGI blood. That's <laughs> great. great. You can probably uh, find that on YouTube, but it was terrible. It's just some blood out of Mortal Kombat. It's those big, <laughs> yeah, exactly. big red globs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So with so Wolf Creek's more kind of blood bags and, and severed. Heads and shit like that, I should. Uh, I think it's a mix. Okay, it's yeah. a mix. There's, some, there's a lot of prosthetics, but then I think they, you know, it's just it's so much easier. And there's like plugins for stuff like muzzle flash. Yeah, right. Exactly. Blood yeah. spurt. I mean, you saw the last Expendables, right? Where it was. Boy, did I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. I yes. think it, I think if you use it to accent an effect, mm, a yeah. practical effect, it can be really good. But mm. if you're relying on, it then looks like it Sharknado. Never, it never looks good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or can not look good. Did you guys watch the Death Wish trailer with Bruce Willis? No, I saw the thumbnail. Eli Roth. Does that count? That's good enough for me. Great. I didn't think it looked that bad, but I'm not a fan of 
I've, ne- ne- I've never seen Death Wish. You I understand know? there's been a bit of a backlash, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. you can't replace Charles Bronson. You certainly Well, that's that's true. The guy who said he lost his virginity when he was seven or something? Yeah, think was it possible? Didn't he have one of those kind of like Ernest Hemingway type like existences where he's like bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, and yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hard drinking at 14. Yeah. Riverboat gambling, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> he's also yeah. one of those guys where you, he probably doesn't know what year he was born. <laughs> <laughs> like your dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I don't know. Look, I'm not incredibly upset about it, but it does at least look... I should have asked you guys to watch it. I should have mentioned this. Uh, but it does sort of look like Bruce Willis is trying a little bit because yeah. oh, he's nice. been phoning it in for... Oh, for so long. Yeah. Does he grow the Charles Bronson ratty little mustache? <laughs> no, that's just... Oh, that's disappointing. It's standard. Don't you Bruce reckon Willis? that dude um, from Narcos looks like Charles Bronson? Yes. You know, yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy from um, Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like the, the young... Viper, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. actor whose name we cannot remember. Yeah. Pedro Pascal? that guy. Yeah. Pedro Pascal? Sure. Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, last time we brought him up, I had to look him up. But I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to back myself. It might not be his name. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones, though. Yeah. 1.4, t- 1.5, sorry. Got to get it right. <laughs> Terabytes of data have been stolen from HBO, uh, including like future scripts and whatnot. And in a separate leak... Star India leaked tomorrow's ep- today's episode. So when you're hearing what's this, Star India, I don't know. I guess like their Netflix, the way we have Stan. I guess oh, right, I right, assume. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you a Game of Thrones guy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a Game of Thrones guy, but it is a show that I don't know what's going on ever. Like, <laughs> like I, you, Mason. Yeah. I, I like, but also, I don't like it. <laughs> 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 Two things. I mean, I have come and like I, I I like the first few seasons. I I said. The last couple of seasons, I must admit, I drift in and out. There's just some yeah. storylines I do not give a shit about. Yeah, right. Yeah, like Captain Friendzone and you know, being in love <laughs> with Queen, whatever yeah. the dragon lady, and I mean, that's what I mean. Like my wife and I, we do not know what the characters are called. I know there's the short mm. guy. Uh, is he? Yeah. What's his name? You know, Dinklage. Yeah, <laughs> the station thing. agent. We know him. But I mean, we even watched the recap because we were away for a couple of weeks, so we had three. Uh, in the bank and so we watched the recap of season six before we watched this right, yeah. and even then I'm like I still don't know what's going on yeah. I don't know who these people are I don't the geography doesn't make sense to me ma- the map is I still find confusing yeah. the clockwork <laughs> map yeah. but I do enjoy it I do enjoy the, I do enjoy the production it's impressive to see what TV has become like it's like 10 million an episode or something it's insane yeah the, the yeah. first episode I remember just being like what is going on <laughs> yeah. like what has happened how has TV got this good <laughs> yeah it was. It's a real jump, and a, a lot of shows have, have started to catch up. I mean, what are they spending example. per episode? Do you know? No, it's ten million an episode. It was ten million for the first season, and now it's ten million an episode. And it shows because it used to be like, oh, we'll do a big explosion in episode nine, so everything yeah, else yeah. has to be in corridors and, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know too. Like you're talking about CGI. Yeah, I'd love to see behind the scenes, like how many of those sets, like how much of that is practical, and how much. A is... lot of it is practical. Really, they shoot all over the world. They've got like six. Like sets happen at locations. What's the word? You're an actor. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Places where they're locations. happening. Yeah, locations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sets. Even in the non acting world, they're called locations. Yeah, if yeah. you go somewhere, it's still a location. That's true. That's true. It's not a film specific term. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it's insane. And they're talking about uh, they're going to do a prequel series when it's done with different people or whatever. So anyway, you're saying that ten, how many terabytes of... 1.5. And is that out there on the internet? Can we just get it? Yeah, you can it? look them up and you Ooh. can get... I, I haven't downloaded the episode because it's apparently it's garbage. It's not great quality and I'm happy to watch. And you got to wait like, less than 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's been out for since Friday. So what oh, day right. is it now? I don't know. Yeah. But hey. So the, the future scripts and things is interesting. Like, are we... Yeah. Are we uh, Russia, are we looking at you? 
Russia? Could be what Russia. are they doing lately? It, it's the, I, I think it's... Uh, it's They're going to bring the, down Western democracy by <laughs> releasing Game of Thrones scripts early. It's one of those edgy hacker groups who I love, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't shut down my site. Yeah. Where they're like, we're the new generation and this is anarchy and whatever. My God. Yeah. So no, you can't see, but uh, uh, James just did a really scary kind of like... <laughs> Uh, I did the vendetta thing with, kind of yeah. like face. I did the campfire torch yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> he looked mad. Yeah, but I look. I don't. I don't really like. Just don't do this. I guess. Just don't. Yeah, but also like, like if you're the new generation and you want to make like significant change in the world, 1.5 terabytes of data from the Game of Thrones production <laughs> office. It's pretty small for us. Is it though? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't understand why all these guys because I know Disney does it with Marvel and Star Wars. Just use closed. Networks. What's the acting word for that? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Intranet. <laughs> Intranet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But hey, you think you think they would. Do you guys like Transformers? I no. De- depend yeah, it depends where the rest of the sentence is okay, going. I guess. There's a new animated Transformers film. Ooh. Like there was in the eighties. As long as it's got you got the touch. Yeah, that, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're on I'm board. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's set in the new continuity. Of the Michael Bay of Earth. I don't know. I, no, I checked yeah, out of those no. films. Uh, Will and I, we had a, did a long discussion about one of the top, uh, top, one of the Transformers. I think it was the second one. Yeah. The first one, I was like, no, nah, okay. It's fine, yeah. yeah. But the second one, when there's Transformer Heaven, you know, like yeah, someone so, dies yeah. and goes to Robot Heaven yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. they're standing on clouds and I'm like, why do they need clouds in Robot Heaven? Like so, the, yeah. they don't rely on H2O at all. Like it, was, <laughs> like it really confused me. And then you find out that they, because I think it was during the writer's strike or something. And they yeah, literally right, yeah. just started shooting and were like, doesn't matter. Just shoot something. We'll comp it in later. Shoot some yeah. clouds. We'll put a line in there with some yeah. fake blood. It'll look amazing. <laughs> yeah, some, fran- right. some franchises have recovered, but some franchises have never recovered from the yeah. writer's strike like Bond 2008 or whatever. Bond bounced back. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's it would have been awesome. To, I, I, have you read that um, George Miller's Justice League script? I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got a video on it where we talk about it. I, I mean, yeah. goofy, right? Like yeah, the right. opening yeah. scene, all the superheroes in costume at a funeral. <laughs> like, oh, I just love the idea of seeing like all those guys sitting in pews in full costume. It's like there's a scene in Batman Forever which always makes me laugh where it's just they're showing a bit of newsreel footage and it's how it's Harvey Dent becoming two faced where yep. Tommy Lee Jones gets yeah. acid and then they cut to the crowd and Batman is leaping from the chairs in full Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, right, yeah. Which suggests up until that point he'd been sitting there quietly watching the trial <laughs> unfold yeah. before leaping from his seat to try and stop it. That's right, I forgot that. That's a, that's that's very 1960s Batman will hold like a press conference or yeah. something. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, new Transformers films, fine. Animated. Well, yeah, Michael mm-hmm. Bay's out. So what stuff? I mean, I assume it's going to be like three D animation. I guess so. Out. Yeah. Because Beast Wars was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was one of the yeah. early three D. It's no good. People love it. It's no good. Probably. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh TV news. Sort of. The Dark Tower came out. Not Ugh. here. Apparently, it's fine or really bad, depending on who you I talk think really to. Really bad seems yeah. to be the mm. predominant narrative. Ninety-three minutes, which is. That's always a bad sign, yeah. 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 But uh, and but they're still going to move forward with it. Mason, you'll love this because you're a fan of the Dark Tower TV series with showrunner Glenn Mazzara, who I will now look up while you say a thing about that. Oh, he did Walking Dead because I'm Walking Dead for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not a fan of any of those things, but thank you for throwing me under the bus there. That's good. Uh, Yeah. Well, something I I did it didn't occur to me until recently is that the reason they cut a, a film down to 93 minutes or 87 minutes is because. It's so bad. They're just like, okay, but if we if we do ten showings a day, like yes, if we can make it so right, short, we can do ten right. showings a day. We can recoup some of our investment before people realize that it's terrible. Yeah, and it was only like a sixty million dollar budget, which sounds crazy uh-huh. only, yeah. but 
Yeah, but apparently just no. I've Are tried, you a fan? I've, I've tried to read The Dark Tower a couple of times and I'm just, I can't get into it. Like it's just, I yeah. like Stephen King, but I just, I don't know. The world didn't speak to me. I was getting sure. confused. I didn't understand what's, why zombies and cowboys and I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> towers, so, yeah. And towers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame because Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, I thought, I, alone, I, thought yeah. I would watch them, them do anything on screen together. And apparently they're like not the problem. The yeah, trailer so, is awful, though. Yeah, it's not Like, right, it's one yeah. of those films. There's I mean, a kid talk in Talk about the most generic-looking, uh, it's almost Underworld-style action. Isn't like, it, though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's like, oh, how great's that bit where he reloads his gun in midair? I'm like, no, it's not. It looks <laughs> shit. It's yeah. dumb. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, would I watch a free effects reel on YouTube of somebody reloading their gun a whole bunch of different ways? Yeah. Of course I would, but yeah. I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. But anyway, I, I would be surprised if this goes forward. Like, because the, the idea was Ron Howard was going to do it. A few people have been on it. And then they're going to do a spin-off TV series. It's going to be this whole dark universe. It's been talking about it for like 10 years, but I think this is it. I think they've killed this forever for at least another two decades. Yeah. No, they'll, no, they'll reboot it in two years' time. Yeah, Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm. yeah. What have we got? Last bit of news. This ties into our topic. Very exciting. William Zabka and yeah, Ralph oh, Macchio yeah, I know where this is going. Oh. Will, will return in a Karate Kid sequel TV series. On YouTube Red. That's brilliant. Yeah. I know, right? That's great. Really great idea. Yeah. That's one you can get behind. Yeah. Because I'm, I actually am, I, 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 I'm not in, I'm not a fan of this kind of, um, fan service reboot thing. Force Awakens. Hey, this scene, remember this, you know, this uh-huh. character and yep. shut up. Just tell a story. Like I yeah. don't need this constant kind of references. Take those old guys. Like I am refusing to watch the new Twin Peaks and uh-huh. everyone's like shouting me down because. I love the first Twin Peaks series. The uh-huh. second one's garbage. Yeah. And then I watched a trailer for this new one or a 30-minute preview, and it's all the old characters back. It's yeah, like, right. Why sure. didn't you just bring in the new generation? So yeah. Dale Cooper's mentoring some new FBI agent who's uh-huh, dealing yeah. with strange goings. That, to me, is interesting. But I don't know, man. Like This I can get behind. Yeah, it. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do like it when they when they bring... like I think Harrison Ford worked well, and I'm glad he's kind of out of Force Awakens. Spoiler alert. Because now they can tell those new stories. It's been two years. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, I, I really like the idea of this. And Do they have any... I got a synopsis. Okay. Following a down-on-his-luck Johnny, yeah. after getting kicked in the face, never recovered 30 years <laughs> and ago. Then he's, and then he's and then in the car park in the sequel. Two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he, his coach was yelling at him and stuff before he punched out a couple windows. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> that was filmed during the first one and they just plugged it in really? for the second one, yeah. Uh, he reopens the Cobra Kai dojo. So it's focused on Johnny? <laughs> no, no, not just. Reigniting his karate-fueled f- uh, feud with the now <laughs> successful Daniel Machio, who was struggling to maintain balance in his life without Miyagi, who we know oh, uh, is dead Pat in real Marita. life. Pat Morita's dead. So, uh, but I'm- not in the show. We're bringing him back with CGI. <laughs> CGI. Why would CGI we? dog. That's yep. right, exactly. <laughs> Teleporting dog. Yeah. No, I, I'm well into this. Like 10 years ago, I'd be like, why? But there's now a, I'm like, there's a great, great music video. I don't know who the band is, but the song Alien is called Farm. Smooth Sweep Criminals. The Leg. No, there's a song called Sweep the Leg, which oh, okay. is, it's all the Cobra Kai now. Like it's a yeah. shot about five years ago. But the premise being that Johnny is living in a trailer park. His life fell apart ah. after that contest. And that him and the other Cobra, like, and he just is dreaming about like, you know, his, uh-huh. his redemption. It's, it's, I think it was directed by William Zabka as well. It's right, like, okay. It's yeah. actually really funny. I would love it if it is in the style of that. Because, or what I would love is that he comes back to, you know, be this karate guy. But we live in the world of UFC now. Yeah, right, and like, exactly. Yeah, you, put yeah. a, you put one of those karate guys up against the UFC, you'll get killed. Yeah. Yeah. To be he goes for the crane and then he just gets <laughs> grabbed by the leg and twisted Broken. into a pretzel, yeah. <laughs> 
I like the idea that William Zabka's like, maybe he just goes around to every band and he's like, hey, you know, you guys want to make a music video. What if it's me <laughs> and I'm rebuilding my life, you know. Yeah, he, he plays a bit of a role as himself in How I Met Your Mother as well. He's, really? Because he's uh, Barney's favourite hero from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a great cameo in um, Hot Tub Time. He show. does, yeah. Mm. I watched that the other day. I because he, he must, he's the biggest douche of that era. Yes. Like him and um, uh, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. The right. guy, yeah. Like they just were the two douchiest guys in cinema yeah. in from like 1983 to 1987. They yeah, right. would have got so much shit in they the street. Yeah. Well, William Zabka maybe because he was young and good looking, but definitely like dickless, <laughs> dickless <laughs> yeah. William Atherton probably would yeah, have right. If he's alive, he still gets that. Oh, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag dickless. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, oh, look, maybe they'll bring back Hilary Swank because that's in that universe. Oh, that's fantastic. So, I'd love uh, that. I'd be surprised. But I didn't like the reboot, the Jane Smith one. Didn't it's, it. it's It's nonsensical. It it's makes learning no Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jackie Chan actually is really good in that movie. Okay. And he beats up like a group of kids. Oh, yeah. Did you guys talk about this on that on your show, the um, Jackie Chan taken uh, film. Oh, it's, the new one. It's a new one. Out? It's like it's yeah, like yeah. it's sad Jackie Chan. <laughs> sad Jackie Chan going around killing people. That's what you got to do when you mature to a certain age. Van Damme did it. Yeah, right, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will definitely. Watch do you guys that. get those Ultra Tune ads down here with Van Damme? I don't watch a lot of TV, but I've seen they come up on stuff every now and then. Yeah. You got to watch mm. him. That They're guy's bizarre. face is just. But the whole thing, ninety percent cocaine. The whole the whole ad is so strange. Like there's this really strange thread of like sexual assault at the start of it with these girls <laughs> walking to their car and then that's every ultra tune out i think and, yeah and then they and then they want to take photos but the weirdest part is at the very end he does this like address to camera like you know ultra tune always there for you or something and he does this like <laughs> stop lame, and rape he, yeah. <laughs> he does this lame ass like high kick but the voiceover was obviously done much later and i think he was coming down off one of his bandits because he's just like ultra tune Will be there when you need it, which does not match <laughs> the high kicking, smiling guy on screen. Yeah, right. Like every time Will and I see it, we're just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> Man, that guy would do anything. Mm. Yeah. Well, he kind of he had a resurgence, and then he just went. Just well, he had whatever. JCVD. Yeah. yeah. And then we are, they, they tricked us into thinking we liked him more. Than yeah, we did. exactly right. I've yeah. never seen it. I watched that that uh, monologue. What's the acting? No, yeah. What that he does, which is yeah, amazing, right, uh-huh. where he's like, "Why have I done everything? I hate mm. myself." Anyway, yeah. good There's on a him. story about him and a news... Quartermain? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to name him, but... It's... <laughs> Fuck it, I don't know him. You might know him. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, when years ago, when uh, JCVD was in Australia, mm-hmm. he cracked onto Steve Quartermain's wife. And Steve right. Quartermain was like, mate, I'll destroy you. Because he's a, four foot Quartermain's two. like enormous, yeah. isn't and he? Yeah. JCVD is like four foot two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he was a ballet dancer. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could definitely beat me up, but not Quartermain. So what kind of, like, YouTube Red? Yeah. What kind of production values are we talking? Uh, What's know, come out from YouTube well, Red? Well, it's a lot we- of, like, the YouTube stars are stuck in a video game and they got to... Don't you think that YouTube <laughs> Red was a poorly calculated yes. business name? Yes. Oh, yeah. right, yes. Yeah. Just every, anything tube, you were going to say. Red. After yeah, poly. exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, every time you say it, I'm like, I have to think about what are we talking about? No, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look, the only reason I would get it is because it's it's ad-free. Right. And you can And you can also... You can stream music with your phone locked, but also I have Spotify now. So I tried YouTube Red for a while, yeah, and then I was like, "This is annoying." You didn't like any of the YouTube exclusive YouTube stars getting trapped in the internet, and <laughs> battling an alien virus or something. No, <laughs> no, not a fan. Not a fan. I, I did my, I, I, I cheekily checked out one day before the end of my very nice free trial. Yeah, done, yeah. I maximize that stuff. I didn't use. Well, as a YouTuber, I do not support that. <laughs> now, fuck it, fuck it all. All right. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, this leads us into our topic for this week. You're in Wolf Creek Season 2. Yes. Uh, but we thought, what a perfect opportunity to talk about that, but not only, and this is on your suggestion, movies that became TV shows, uh, whether that was good or not good, depending on the, the <laughs> list I've got. That's the, your exact yeah. words, yes? Yes, 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 I think so. <laughs> I did send you a long rambling tweet. It was like, there's a bunch of things we could do, but... Yeah, I mean, because I, I'm sort of, all, I'm halfway through Fargo, uh, yeah, yeah. season two of Fargo at the moment, which I'm loving. Yeah. Um, and it's actually making me think I like it more than I like the movie. Yeah, that's fair. Well, there's more space that. to breathe yeah. and there's more space to develop mm. quirky characters. That's yeah. it. Mm. I When they when they announced that, I was like, what, why would you, why? Mm. Like, you what a strange kind yeah. of like inspiration for a series. It's not like the original creators aren't. I mean, I think they're loosely attached, but it's all new creative team as far as I know. But it's yeah. fair. I think it's one of the best shows on, on TV, yeah. Have you, yeah. Are you up to date on it, Mason? No, I'm not. i got to say your name because I learned when there's three people, you've got to say the person's name because otherwise it's, cause it's, it's theater it's of the we mind. in the room, we know. Yeah, we know, we know <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Not everybody knows. That's it. We're going. What were you saying? What was I saying? Season three. You what said, I'm up to date. I said, no. And then I said. And then it's back on you. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. But yeah, no, it's great. It's fantastic. I think it's TV. You'd probably agree with this. It's, like, it's a golden era of TV. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. And to the, it makes so much sense. Like my wife and I um, have a film uh, that is with Screen Australia at the moment in development. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Mm. It's been Now's fun. your chance, James. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> It's a, a environmental disaster. Yes. Things go south, and it's about a girl trying to find. How do you know all this? So I saw an interview. You were talking to uh, Guy Smiley, uh, Larry Emner. Oh, Larry, Larry Emner. Emner. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> Guy Smiley. He looks like Guy <laughs> he Smiley. He does look like Guy Smiley. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that has been like a seven-year. I remember when we started because my wife and I had a production company for about five years. She uh, went to VCA, got a master's in directing, and when she came out of film school. She couldn't really find a producer she liked. And she's like, why didn't you produce for me? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I could do it, I guess. I've said enough. I think I know what they do. It turns out I had no idea what a producer does. Claire's a producer. You can, it doesn't matter. You can. Well, any, that is true. Anyone can yeah. be a producer. But... You can be useless as Claire, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. Uh, but so we, and we did like a, we just did like a, a zillion music videos and short films and commercials and stuff. And then when we were like, we, we do this all the time. Why don't we just do something that we really like and make a film? And how hard can it be? Mm-hmm. Turns out really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. So it's, Is that from a funding perspective, from everything, organization? Everything. everything yeah. I mean, uh, with every artistic, you guys might be familiar with this, uh, with every creative pursuit in Australia, you always run into the problem of where is the audience in Australia? Mm. Yes. Because there just isn't the people yeah. to sustain. Like you cannot sell an idea to anyone based on return you're going to get from Australian audiences. Yeah, Because exactly. they're just... Like Australian film is in a real tricky situation at the moment because we just cannot get unless people you're the, in the guy centers. who did Saw, you know. Unless yeah, yeah, or Stan is uh, like good for. I mean, they, they seem what to be doing now is just turning everything into a TV show. Wake and sure. Fright's a TV mm. show. Mm. Wolf Creek's a TV show. Picnic Hanging Rock's going to be a TV show. Oh really? Show. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, so. I think there is a way. Still can't find the girls, guys. Where's the? <laughs> Still can't find them. I don't know. I've roped this area off. Uh... <laughs> but it, um, it just takes a long time. And also, you know, it's the most unstable. It, it changes. Trends change. Like you might have the greatest idea for a vampire film. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you actually get that into pre-production, six vampire films have come out yes. and you've missed the boat for that. Yeah. Like, And to be honest, like my, our script has changed quite a bit, riding the waves of not just trends but me as a writer yeah my interest like yeah. you know when i first wrote it i i was interested in you know different kind of films and it was a very different kind of mm-hmm. movie and then as i sort of like gotten older and matured a bit you know the i'd say the film has matured a little bit as well and 
It's just one of those things where, on average, they say in Australia to make your first film is between seven and ten years. I think Animal Kingdom took them ten years to make. Jesus, and there's not much to that film either. Not like really. Yeah. And if you and apparently, because I'm working with someone who who worked on that, and they said like even you know two drafts before the shooting draft was actually significantly different. Right. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it requires so much energy and concentration, and because no one is going to. No one's going to push this thing except for you, the creative team behind it. You yes, know? yeah. So it just requires an awful lot of energy, and it's just, um, it's just hard. It's just hard to get this stuff. Mate, what are we talking about? Yeah, making stuff. In <laughs> making Australia. stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I think that goes for anywhere. I think you you have to drive it yourself. Well, in America, it's a bit different because mm. it's more of an industry over there. Like that's right. the first thing you notice about LA is all the, the the kind of stuff I do for a living, and that a lot of my friends do for a living. Like I was embarrassed to tell people I was an actor for like ten years because it just felt like not a real job. What did they think you did? Uh, I don't know, just uh, rodeo clown or something. <laughs> you said I'm rodeo just, clown. I'm just, I'm just sardonic for a living. <laughs> uh, uh, but then you go over there and it's a big business. And now more than ever in the era of content, yeah. like what you realize is there's not a lot of people with good ideas out there. There's a lot of ideas out there, but it's it's very few people are capable of sitting down, taking an idea, putting the requisite amount of time and energy into it to turn it into something that is not only going to be profitable, yeah. but well-reviewed mm-hmm. and, you know, and seen by lots of different people. Right. Um, I think TV, that, that's the that's the, the, the beauty of TV now, though, is like you're saying, there's just more time to... Mm, unpack it. ...craft the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Vince Gilligan was out in Australia last week doing a talk right. about... Um, how long it takes them to crack a script. And they all right. stay in the writer's room. And it's on average like six weeks, you know, for, for, episode, one, episode. for one episode. Wow. So in, Australia, in Australia, season, you get yeah. two days. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You were saying, because you, you recently. There's like, a lion loose and we've got. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I sat in on the writer's room at Home and Away. Well, that's I, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When I started that job, I was like, well, you know, I'm getting interested in writing. I want to see how this show's put together. And I remember sitting in and, you know, they map out Monday to Friday. There's five episodes a week. And then they, you've got a list of all the characters and there's like 20 characters on that show. Yeah. And then you've got a list of all the locations. But there's restrictions on all those things. You can't shoot at the surf club every day of the week. Uh-huh. This act is only available for certain days. Yeah. So with those restrictions, you then have to come up with five half-hour episodes of drama on a show that's been on air for 30 years without repeating yourself. Like mm, it is yeah. – I was staggered by how quickly they moved. And the fact that they get anything up on air and it's barely watchable, <laughs> right. like, is amazing. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's good. Like, it's, it's staggering. Like, I remember sort of sitting there and they were brainstorming about, uh-huh. like, okay, so this character's going to go on a, a Bucks weekend. Like, what's, you know, what are some ideas uh-huh. for a Bucks weekend? And I was like, well, the characters are all these, like, macho kind of tough guys. What if the dude who books the Bucks weekend actually books in this, like, you know, they go to a health spa and it's all like Essential cucumbers massage. on their eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's uh-huh. just kind of like, plus play against that. And they're like, great. Oh, excellent. And I'm like, well, that's my first idea. But yeah. bang, no, they moved on. <laughs> Too like, bad. We're filming it now. <laughs> Turn around. They're shooting behind you, right? <laughs> um, so is, is, is uh, is the home and away writers room? Is it like people? Who, is it is it fresh faces or is it the same people for the last they, it, twenty years? No, it's fresh faces. It's a okay. hard job. Yeah, like I can they, imagine. They, they run through script producers. I think the average stint is about three or four years. Right. Yeah. Um, and people might come back after yeah, a right. break, but they go insane. Like yeah. they literally, yeah. they live and breathe that show. Monday, oh no, seven days a week because they're writing constantly. It's off for the summer, maybe, and that's it. Is that right? Yeah, but even then, like you, you, you you're plotting, that's like you're plotting every day three for, months in advance. Yeah, that's hmm. crazy. And so what they'll do is they will. The writers' room will be run by the producer with, uh, you know, uh, four writing staff in there. They'll bounce around ideas. Then bullet put like a, it's called a beat sheet will be sent mm-hmm. out to a writer who has four weeks, which is quite luxurious. Four yeah. weeks to write a draft, and then. 
I mean, what I liked about working on a show like Home and Away is it was a little bit like doing co-op theatre where everyone's working so hard, you sort of have to cover each other a bit. Like the writers, mm. you know, know that they're, they're going to have to give that to a director. The director gets to, you know, do a little something with it. You give it to the cast, the cast gets a little do something, little something with it. And what you're hoping is if everyone just gives a little bit of a polish, uh-huh. like you'll actually make it something good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there, there are some good performances on that show as well. And there's, there's some actors on it who have been doing it for 20 mm. years. Yeah. Who are great. Like what's... Raymond. Ray, yeah, he's he's an amazing actor. <laughs> yeah. Like he genuinely is. He was yeah. in Breaker Morant. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Which yeah, is an yeah. amazing film. Um, so why why did you decide? I mean, you could have you could have done that for another five ten years, I'd imagine. Yeah. You, you, did you have something else lined up before you uh, left? No, it just kind of felt like, uh, like when I got the job because it's so full on. I'd never been to drama school. I'm not sure as you can tell, but I've never had one <laughs> acting lesson. I did want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I got that job. I was like, okay, I'm going to treat this like my university because oh, I'm going to right. be doing so many contact hours and they have full-time drama coaches there. And so I just booked in with the, the drama coach once a week and you know, just tried, just worked as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but then by the end of that, like the way that show is designed, every contract initially long-term is about three years. Mm. And in that three years, you'll play everything. You'll do comedy, <laughs> yeah, right. romantic comedy, High stakes drama, screwball comedy, like you do someone from a fire. Exactly, yeah, you yeah. do every genre, and then after that, if you want to start in the show, that's completely cool. They like having established, experienced actors, but you take a step back, and then they bring in right. the next lot of kids or whoever it is, and you mm. sort of become you're the guy at the kiosk who yeah, you yeah. become the support network. You'll get you know your time, the sunshine from time to time, but it's really about turnover. I mean, that's what's the beauty yep. of that show is it's about unearthing you know, new talent or, or maybe making people more familiar with established actors who yeah. might not know. Well, a lot of famous Australian actors have come out of Well, something happened with Hep- Home and Away Hemsworth, about 10 yeah. years ago where they just decided to just spend a bit more money on it, right, uh, yeah. make it look a bit better, upgrade the cameras, just up update everything. And that is the era that bore, you know, Ryan Quanton, Chris yep. Hemsworth, you know, all these actors now who are going on to have really good careers. And I think that it's it's because the show was like, okay, well, we're going to turn, not turn it into a star factory, but mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be nice eye candy. Yeah. You know yeah right. I mean? It legitimizes the whole thing. I, yeah. I feel it's the same. I mean, it's no different to like a CW show or. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it, it does play everywhere. Like it's huge in the UK. Ireland yeah. specifically. That was really? the thing that used to blow my mind is that huh. when you shoot in Palm Beach, you get these busloads of Irish, specifically Irish tourists. And like, I've gone back, my wife's Scottish. I've gone back to Scotland with her and, uh, that always blows. The, she's from a village of 6,000 people. It's a bit like I heard you talking about the world's end uh, mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's what the village yeah, right, group is right, like. Yeah. That. And so you see people just like, I'm walking down the street and like, is that the principal from Summer Bay High? <laughs> like, what is he doing in Scotland? But it's relatively like they like it there and they're aware of it. But Ireland, they're fanatical about it. It's strange. Yeah. It just really right. struck a chord with them. Cool. Yeah. So I'd imagine that's where a lot of the budget comes from as well. They can sell it to international markets. Well, and- uh, Channel 4. Four or five, mm, right? Yeah. yeah, one of the channels. Did you yeah. get an explosive send off? Um, no, oh. no. I got a, I got a, you had an affair, a bittersweet. <laughs> it was a bittersweet <laughs> send off. Oh, okay, I right. had an affair. I cheated on my wife. We fought for a while, and then um, uh, it was one of the things where she thought I'd left for the airport, but uh-huh. then, and so she's staring off into. <laughs> into the into the water and I appear behind her and tell her. <laughs> you came out of the water. Just push, just push her in and run off. 
<laughs> I never loved you. <laughs> but you can come back though. You've talked about Well, it, the like, funny thing was like Ada Nicodemu, who um, played my wife, mm. all of her previous husbands are dead. Like the whole time I was <laughs> previous on the, husbands. All the time plural. I was on, all the time I was on the show, the crew were like, ah, yep. well, your contract's coming to an end. Black Widow's got you now. <laughs> and so I would say to the producers, look, when I go, I'm happy to go, just don't kill me. Come on. Like I don't right. let's let's do something different with it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I mean I would go back. Like I, I loved working on that show. They're a great bunch of people and it was so much fun. Mm. Um, but I just felt like it was, I, I felt like I'd done everything I was going to do and it was time to sort of try something else. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. And so now I'm being hunted by Mick Taylor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Finally, though. the death I've always wanted. Yeah, exactly. I married this broad so I could be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. Would well, you want to go through some uh, some movies that have been uh, turned in the, into TV shows in the spirit of Wolf Creek and also other shows? I've got a list here, but if anyone wants to chime in at any point, yeah, go. feel free to put your hand up. And have you I'll got like <laughs> any interesting ones? It's like it was a bad movie, but a great TV show. You I would say people those, would think right? that of Buffy. Yep. I, mm, you absolutely. guys were fans of Buffy. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm, I've never really seen it. So really? No. no, no. See, yeah. I'm not very good at watching entire series of shows, but Buffy and Angel, funnily enough, right, yeah. are yeah, right. two series I've seen every episode. Yeah, mm. have you seen the original movie as well? Yes. No yeah, it's, good? It's more of first draft. Right. I feel yeah. you can go... You, you, the, the it's a concept, the first Yeah, the yeah. It's yeah. The, fir- the first season of Buffy, the TV series, you go, oh, obviously this is what they wanted. Yeah. Right, but yeah. they didn't have the money and they didn't have the 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 push to go, I want it like this kind of thing. It's so. completely recast, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's also got that odd thing of like Luke Perry again as a high school student when he's clearly <laughs> Wait, 35 what? years old. Yeah, hang yeah. on. Because <laughs> that was yeah. after Melrose. Melrose? Uh, Melrose? Uh, Melrose. Melrose. Yeah. 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 It'll be a couple of years after Beverly Hills. But, yeah. he, but he's got this little soul patch and it's like it just makes him look older. Oh, yeah, what right. What are you doing in high school, you creep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he's really pushing And it also it. had Pee Wee Herman as a... What? Yeah. As a sort of a... Armless vampire? Yeah. He loses an arm. Am I imagining that? No, yeah, 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 I think so. This yeah. is the movie. This Donald, is the movie, correct. Donald yeah. Sutherland was her watcher. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? So yeah. the Giles, Niles, yes. Miles. Yes, Giles. Oh, no, Giles, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was drowning there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you, would you say it's still worth checking out though? No. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> so it's, it's very all. much of its time. I, I would even suggest that Buffy, the first series, would probably be a bit dusty to watch these right, days. It's yeah. a bit crappy. Okay. But it get, but you say like progressively it gets better? There's, there's, there's good seat like Buffy season two, Buffy season, season six of Buffy is, I will argue this, that is one of the most outstanding seasons of television of any show ever. That is so well written and right. the climax of that season is so great. If you only need to watch one, if you're going to watch one series, watch season six because you don't really need to know a lot of the backstory. It's really great. Is that the though. one where she comes back from the dead? Spoiler it's where alert. Willow becomes Dark Willow and mm. goes on this fucking rampage yeah. and kills it. You see a man get <laughs> flayed. That's oh, right, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that yeah. was, so season six was the last season. Second last. Second yeah. last. Yeah. Yeah. Is the last season not great? I've heard that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's sort of, it's... Uh, the what, what, what stands out to me about that one is it was quite samey. Every yeah. episode is like... It's it's a it's Buffy and a team of potential slayers and they're on the run and every episode she's like let's go and do this and everybody's like no you're wrong Buffy and then she's proven right at the end and she's like I've told you and, and then you know then repeat twenty two more times uh, yeah, so, yeah yeah it's a bit like uh, X Men Days of Future Past to X Men Apocalypse it's like we've kind of seen this yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely we've yeah. kind of seen this yeah, yeah. yeah. more in humans that's what you that's what you want <laughs> you're a fan of this Mason Here not really go. tricked we'll see uh, <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Robocop Oh, sure, yeah. Fire out, yeah. Based on the actual same... It's the same universe. Well, there's isn't it? there's there's an assort, there's an assortment of animated movies. Yes, or animated. Should series. we leave off animated stuff for this? Yeah, because then we're doing Star Wars. We're doing okay. everything. I don't mm. know, but I had no can... reference, but yeah, I'll leave okay. it. Off. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's the same. It's a different guy, but it's a guy from RoboCop three. Is that right? Or is it a different? RoboCop no, it's a different. Again? Ro- it's a different RoboCop again. Yeah. And is it? And I'm imagining it's watered down. That's not Verhoeven. No, it's not. It's not. Everywhere. It's not brutal in any way. It's very. Uh, what well, I can't remember the name. It's it's like Dark Vengeance or something like that, which makes it sound a lot more extreme and impressive than you'd think. But it's very. Yeah. What what y- year are we talking? Early nineties was it? No, it's later than that. Like ninety seven, something like that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I've never even seen RoboCop three. What you happens in there? I remember the bit uh, where Robocop flies. Th- Robocop 3. Uh, <laughs> ninja. OCP is taken over by a, a Japanese corporation, so he has right. to fight robot ninjas. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that was the that one. That one was PG, and so they all the all the fun was taken out of it, really. Like and they, and they, great, and they, yeah, and they gave him like you know he could take his arm off and put a gun on, and he had a jetpack and etc. Because right. they were like let's action let's figures. action figure this yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's right. really, but uh, that that might I mean. Robocop's been on a downward spot, like it's still around. But Robocop's sort of, once Peter Weller left, because he, he is the only guy who's, I think, managed to make that look not it's, completely no, ridiculous. He nails the walk. Mm. I don't know what it is. Mime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that where he's from? Is he from the <laughs> yeah, world of mine? Yeah, he worked with the yeah. mine, yeah. Oh, yeah. no shit. Okay. Yeah. But that, he's yeah. got the perfect size head and a teeny little body. Apparently, have you seen the, there's a great behind the scenes on one of the DVDs mm. for Robocop where... He just talks about how fucking miserable yeah. that job was. The first, yeah. I think, the first day on set, they had completely miscalculated how long it was going to take into that costume. It took him like almost six hours to get into that costume, and then he couldn't fucking walk. Yeah, <laughs> and right. he was like, I try, he had to give this performance. It's amazing that mm. I mean that that the whole idea of that film working so well and being so brilliant. Yeah, when even the name of it is so ludicrous, the dumbest thing. You've and ever then heard, the yeah. irony of when they try and sequelize it, they just feed into what made it dumb. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. I remember hearing that. There's a bit where he catches the keys, and they did <laughs> yeah. it like a hundred times. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, or close that glove. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but there was a, there was a series in the '90s, mm. which was again more more kind of youth. Like he was he was all non-lethal. Right. Because again, yeah, they can't, what's the point? Tasers or if something. If he can't, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen this. He's not shooting anyone in the dick. Or <laughs> no, there's a. There's, I was gonna. Uh, I don't know if you've. We, I've mentioned this a number of times on on this show because I love it. There's he a, mentions it every week, but I every edit, week, yeah. I edited there's it out. A, there's <laughs> a there was a, a I guess a, like a project for a whole bunch of different visual effects people to remake RoboCop like scene by scene, and every every production company got a different scene. And if you go on, I think it's on YouTube. I think I've seen this. Is it the if, Dick Massacre? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, a, a company it. called yeah, yeah. Fatal Farm who also did Lasagna Cat, which is this viral. Uh, Garfield parody thing, but it's just a it's just a dick massacre. Yeah, it's really horrendous. realistic looking dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. squib loaded prosthetic dicks, <laughs> dicks exploding. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, so there was the there was this <laughs> series in the nineties where he he was all non lethal and like and because you know you can't if it's a series you can't kill all the bad guys every week because then yeah. you have to invent a new bad guy. So yeah, yeah, it was all right, yeah. it was all nets and tasers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what though? They're on, it's kind of in the spirit of that. Uh, the, well, the we'll s- see. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry guys. I do, uh, Sarah Connor, the Chronicles, Chronicles of the Sarah hardest Connor. to pronounce. Fucking <laughs> show on TV, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Terminal late, Terminator Four. Sarah, what's it called? Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah, the, is it? It was called the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and then because it didn't rate well, because nobody knew who Sarah Connor was, right. I think they called it Terminator right, Sarah okay. Connor Chronicles. I've seen the first season. It's better than I the like the first season. Yeah, because yeah. mm. 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 they, they 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 time travel at the end of the first one. Yeah, they do. The modern era. They yeah. go from ninety seven to two thousand eight yeah. or whatever. Oh, and it was yeah. bloody um, Lena um, Hetty. Uh, yeah, it was. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know their names. <laughs> that's how she's known. Yeah, yeah. that's how she, she signs things. But uh, 
No, I think that's a solid show. Yeah. And people, a lot of people were disappointed when it was cancelled. I think it was because they were doing more movies. And who was and that? And didn't rate super the, well. Because I remember the first episode of that TV show, there's a really great sequence where John Connor's at a new school and they're doing yes. roll call. And the Terminator is the snuck, teacher. Yeah, but he snuck a gun in, in his thigh. Yeah, <laughs> yes. right. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. why did he He's have to do that? Couldn't he just yeah. bring it in his teacher's bag? You're a teacher. <laughs> I'm a like, teacher. No, we had so many guns. <laughs> but I guess um, US schools probably have metal detectors. But I he's guess. got metal inside exactly. his skin. You know what? You've, that's a really good point. I don't know why. I mean, it looked cool when he sliced <laughs> yeah. up his it thigh and pulled out cool. the gun. It's a... In the movie A Fish Called Wanda, there's a scene, every time I see that movie, which isn't often, but there's a scene where um, Kevin Klein gets a gun through airport security, but he just oh, takes he it out of his flip. pocket and he flips it beside the metal detector yeah. as he's walking past and he catches it on the other it's side and puts cool. it back in his pocket. <laughs> I great. love that. And you could never do that. You'd yeah. be shot I tried to do that. I tried it with my keys and I get like, tasered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I look, I wouldn't say it's brilliant, but I think it's in the spirit of because it ignores. Well, it's three. better than friggin' Genesis and. I actually, yeah. I was watching that uh, today because like, it's I on need, Netflix, right? Yeah, I was like, I need something to watch while I edit. Something I don't need to watch. I think I said this last week. The first fifteen minutes of that movie, like it shows the future war and when there's the mm. there's the parallel start to Terminator One. It's it's okay, and then it just. What if your app could connect to your smartphone? And then it was a, <laughs> like, are you fucking well, serious? As, like, like, what, Will and I talked about this on Tofop. Mm. And as he rightly pointed out, the scary future that they're predicting is here already. Yeah, like yeah this, right, exactly. This thing that like, yeah. we should all be fearing, it's like, you're too late. They're like, showing I'd people- rather fight a robot, yeah, quite yeah, frankly, yeah. you know. They're showing people on their phones, like everyone's on their phone. Yeah, they are. It's not. That's not an amazing What if at the end of that commentary. movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger just sits down and goes, nobody just talks to each other on the train <laughs> anymore, yeah. guys. But yeah. I also, like, don't, again, this is this fan service thing. We, you've got to have Arnie to be a Terminator film. No, you don't. You don't. Exactly, like, this is what yeah. I love about Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, is I'm the biggest Mad Max fan mm-hmm. on the planet. Yeah. And when that film came out, so many of my friends were Mad Max fans. Like, oh, this sucks. This is not Mad Max. It's all weird and stuff. But George Miller took his own property and just completely revamped it. It's not desaturated. It's bright and technicolor. Yeah. Mm. Mad Max isn't a stoic cowboy. He's a dude with PTSD. Like, there's yeah. so much stuff in it where it's like, this is great. I want to see this with all of my favorite franchises and films. Like, just bring in new directors each time yep. and put a new spin on it and stop dragging out these old actors right. who need a paycheck. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. for Blade Runner, you're like, don't, don't do it? Don't do it. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean. <laughs> Good director, though. He's the guy who did Arrival. I know, he's and, a, yeah. Well, look. But you're talking about I, bringing I, back I, the I old feel ones. like I will be disappointed by the new Blade Runner. Just, right, yeah. I just think that, I, just don't be burdened by having to do this fan service stuff because I, I feel like, there's enough audience out there who don't know about the original Blade Runner. Who like, yeah. and it's not. And and are there really that many hardcore Blade Runner fans who are going to be <laughs> furious if Harrison Ford wasn't in this? Like people are yes. saying that about Mad Max. <laughs> uh-huh. No Mel, no Max. And it's like, well, you're wrong because they made a really, great film. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the movie is better for not putting him in. Although it. having seen, there's a film uh, that Mel Gibson did called Bloodfather that yeah, came out really last that, year, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it would have been good to see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah do one more Mad Max. You know what? You are right. A crusty old man, yes. Max. Hey, speaking of time travel, I just I'm thought ready. of one. I just thought of one. Uh, I did some research for the show because uh, was Bill that when you were looking at your phone just then. No, this is earlier. <laughs> just I didn't, ordering, I didn't ordering some waffles. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, so after Bill and Ted's bogus journey, yeah. there was an animated series which we won't talk about. But <laughs> not allowed. There was also a live action series. Did you was know that? There? I watched really? I watched several episodes of it earlier today. No, yeah. Wow. So. What? Who's in it? So that well, so so there was the animated series, and that had the. the you first, can't talk about that. No, I know. But the first, <laughs> the first season of it that that had Keanu Reeves and Bill Winters and George Carlin Bill as the Winters. voices. Sorry, Is his name? Alex Alex Winters. Winters. Alex Winters. There yeah. we go. 
Bella you're confusing yeah, the I'm confusing. characters. With yeah. That. So so it had those three in as the voice cast, and then for the second season, it was just well, it wasn't randos, but it was it was two randos as Bill and Ted and Rick yeah. Overton, who's another stand-up comedian as Rufus. Yeah. And then they did a live-action version where they got those three, the voice cast, to do the live oh my God, TV series. So they would have been that age ish. Yeah, guess. I guess so. Yeah. And you know what? They kind of pull it off. Really? What, what, what era are we talking This about? is 1992. I want to see it's like this. Right yeah, after it's all on YouTube sequel. if yeah, you want right. to, in, in small increments. Yeah, yeah. No and idea. it's very, yeah, it's, it's, I think it was only like seven or eight episodes. Bill and Ted seems like something that you could turn into a TV show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you ever read the Bill and Ted comic book? Yes, I did. I yeah. loved it. It's good, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. thought it was so great. Yeah. Mm. Because it's and it's it was very it was wild at the time I think yeah. it was yeah it was uh, yeah what because, the, you got to read the margins of every panel like oh what's going on here there's that's little, right yeah little illustrations back here there's something else going on but they had so so there's the guy who plays Ted who does a fine yeah. uh, Alex Winters impression and there's a guy who like he he really commits to the the Keanu Reeves kind of the I need to see the, what this guy looks like check it out yeah. it, they're they're not they're not Looks accurate, but, but they're, they're, they're not lookalikes. Yeah. yeah, and it's but it's um, I quite I kind of enjoyed I'm it. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. I, I would like to see it. I'm but was did the budget? Did they have like? It's a lot smaller scale. Yeah, right. Like clearly they they re like I well the, here we are in yeah. Mid-Yol, Mid-Yol, England. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> a car drives past. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they look enough like exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, my computer will unplug. <laughs> Like it's yeah. Oh, that's possible. I would, yeah. I would, I was half expecting to it be Alex Winters and a guy who's not Keanu. Reeves. Yeah, exactly you know right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, they, they are doing another one, but it's small smoothie. scale and they kind of reuse a lot of the like when you know they they always time travel back to like the they work at like a like a hardware store and so they always time travel back to that same spot so they can reuse the same landing yeah, effect yeah, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. time. Right. And they but but it's. I kind of enjoy. I think I'm gonna watch the rest of them. It's yeah. I think I'm yeah. gonna check that out too. Awesome. I mean, it's not good. Just to be clear, it's, oh, not, okay, it's yeah, not a good yeah. show. Are we already doing what we're reading already? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> YouTube videos. That's it. Uh, do you guys? What, what about Training Day? You guys watch Training Day? No, no with the late Bill Paxton. Apparently, it's a fo- it follows on from the the show, Ooh. the movie, the movie show. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Uh, hang on. But, I have no thoughts on it. But uh, but hang on, isn't but. Bill Paxton plays the Denzel. Oh, does yes. he? Yes, he does. Yeah. Right? I've been misinformed. Unless, like, I mean, if it follows on from the film and suddenly he's a different race. <laughs> yeah, like, right? That would be... That's yeah. brave. I call that brave <laughs> yeah. casting. Yeah. That's no, right. but I think... Whitewashing I think, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. First Scout Johansson. Then. That's right. No, this... But I think... Uh, I've, apparently it's good and apparently it's done now. Like, they're not going to do it anymore. But well, hey, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> anyway, brought that down. Westworld. You guys watch Westworld? Tremendous. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I thought you didn't. No, I love it. Oh, I thought you were one of those who didn't. No. You son of a bitch, Mason. And you That's like right. it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Everyone here likes it. Wait, <laughs> yeah. do you like it? I like it. Okay. We all so like you it, guys. you yourself when you were yeah. No, no. Because I, I, I listened to your show and I'm yeah. sure there was someone on who was not a fan. Oh, it was Ben. Ben, uh, ben for now. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like it. Is yeah. that him? Is that right? You can go to hell. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, yeah. speaking of uh, people you've had on the show, just to digress, like sure. we've got to talk about Sam Loy. Okay, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. You mentioned this. Yeah. You, Sam is this Loy- on your running sheet? Sorry, if I jumped ahead. No, no, oh. I did. I wrote it down for later, but this is this is all fine. Because I I looked up your uh, your Wikipedia just earlier, and it said, uh, uh, "What's the name of the film?" Sorry. <laughs> uh, on the beach. On the beach. On the yeah. Beach. yeah. Uh, my fr- I believe my friend Pete Sharkey is also in that. I don't know if you know Pete, <laughs> no. but uh, I think everybody. Everybody in Australia except us was in the yeah. film. They on the employed beach. a lot of Melbourne, yeah, because, right. they, because it was a fairly big production. But yes, yeah, so Sam, I heard him on your show, and I'm like, I fucking know that voice, I know yeah. that name. And Great podcast, by the way, Human Ordinary. Everyone check it out; it's awesome. So uh, and so I, 
my first ever acting job was I had a tiny little role in On the Beach. And mm-hmm. the plot of On the Beach is it's sort of the world is facing nuclear annihilation. This Navy, uh, this submarine, uh, American submarine has sailed to Australia as the radiation <laughs> is slowly descending over the world. So they've got like in a few weeks to sort of like work out what the fuck they're going to do. Are they going to uh-huh. stay in Australia or are they going to go back into, you know, the radiation? So mm. the original film stars Gregory Peck. As the mm. you know oh, okay, the commander right. of this submarine, and you know he plays him with this nobility, like he's Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the TV version, <laughs> they cast Amanda Sante, yeah, Marlon King's yes. Amanda Sante, Judge Dredd's. Yes, Amanda right. Sante. Yes. What year was this? Uh, I want to say like ninety nine or right. two thousand so or something. Just like. post Judge Dredd. Yeah, it's probably he's about four years. High. He's riding high yeah. off being Judge Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Dredd. <laughs> Stallone's exact clone, I guess. And so Sam and I were playing two sailors who have gone AWOL. So there's only one scene. And the scene was that Amanda Sante walks into the boat with his, you know, second in command. And they say, sir, we've got the uh, two soldiers who went AWOL. Would you like to speak to them? And and the way it was scripted was a very Gregory Peck-esque speech Mm -hmm. where he's like, you know, gentlemen, we are facing, you know, the end of times and... We must rely on each other, and, and those of you who do not want to be here then can make that choice, but you feel not in danger, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, That's cool. a good acting. <laughs> Thank man. you. Like, Thank for you. real, yeah. <laughs> and so I meet Sam, and, uh, you know, we sort of, we've got a few lines within that speech, and so we sort of just go through that. And, you know, I've never been on set before. It's all pretty exciting for me. I get taken out to the, uh, to the submarine that they're shooting on. So it's like a, like a set. Um, out in Williamstown. All right. Yeah. And Real so, huh? Real stuff. No, like it's just a shell, like okay. a, sort of just mm. the, the, the top of it. And Russell Mulcahy was the director. Highlander mm. and Razorbacks, uh, uh, Russell Mulcahy ah, was the okay. director. Wasn't doing a lot of directing as I remember. He was at the catering <laughs> table, uh, eating and just, I think he sort of waved his hand dismissively and was like, yeah, you guys just, you know, run the scene. I'll be uh-huh. over in a sec. Killing it. And so we were up on, we were, we were up there waiting for Amand to arrive and Amand arrives and he's, he's got this big, you know, bus uh-huh. his uh, personal assistant drives and he gets off and, he sort of like struts onto stay, uh, struts onto the set, and you know, he's, he's, you know, he says hello and stuff, and we get ready to run the scene. They call action, and he starts just going off script, like just doing <laughs> like ad libbing. But like the way it was written was this noble kind of speech about camaraderie and you know making choices for the for everyone and not for yourself. But he starts doing like he's doing the speech from any given Sunday, like Al Pacino's yeah, right. speech, where he starts sort of pacing ah. back and forth and rubbing the back of his head. And it went, I mean, I'll do my best, Amanda Sante. It was along the lines of, um, he's like, you know, uh, when you're on the boat like this, you've got to rely on another guy. You can't turn your back <laughs> on a guy. Because if you turn your back on a guy, I'm going to kick your ass. And I don't want to on this boat. Who's going to be on this boat? So I'll put you. And he grabs Sam in a fucking headlock, like without, like. <laughs> Sam's big tall, yeah. as well, yeah. Puts Sam in a headlock and drags him down the galleyway and like kicks him off and then grabs me and throws me off after him. <laughs> and they call cut and we're like, what the fuck just happened? Did we, you say your line? I didn't even get my fucking line out. <laughs> and Russell Mulcahy's come over and he's like, okay, you guys rehearse, can we shoot? And we're like, well, I, and they're like, yeah, let's go. And so they put us up there again. I remember like by the third time, they like Amanda Sante put Sam in the headlock and threw him off the boat. He was like, I'm going to fucking punch this guy <laughs> in the nose if he puts me in the headlock again. But the best bit about it was as he was kicking us down the gangway or whatever it's called, he was continuing to ad lib. And he had this one line that stuck in my head. Where he's like, um, get off this boat before I fucking pile drive off this boat. I don't want anyone on this boat who wasn't to be on this boat. If I ever see you again, son, I will tell you an asshole the size of that which you did not know you were. <laughs> I remember, oh. and I remember just like, like walking away the same going, 
What does that even mean? Yeah. That line made it into the it final the, cut. Did you think he did it on the fly? or did Yes, you... it was compl- It was not in the script. <laughs> but it has taken me almost like two decades to decode what that line meant. But mm. do, I mean, like, do you think he wrote it before and he went on the bus? No, it felt to me just, like he was just in the moment. He was going for it. Uh, but I will tell you an <laughs> asshole the size of that which you did not know you were. Do mm. you? Can you understand what that means? That, so I take that as like the size that you are or slightly bigger? We're going to have to diagram this, guys. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, please. <laughs> You are an asshole. asshole. You don't know you are. But I'm going to rip you on the size right. of the asshole okay. that, you that you are. And they left yeah. that in. They left it in. Amazing. Yeah, you can find on the beach shirt. Uh, all good retailers. Afterwards, was he like, great job, everyone? Oh, he was lovely. After right, that, okay. he, he, got, he took us on his little bus and his personal assistant drove us to lunch and he told us some stories about Mumbo Kings. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that was all pleasant. Um, but Sam yeah, didn't that, punch that, was my Sam, that was my Sam Moy story. I'm very oh, glad to hear he's doing so well now. Yeah, he's yeah. killing it, man. Uh, yeah, he's, um, he got. Um, I wonder if he remembers that. Next time you have him on, ask him. What if he's like, do you remember the, he- the headlock thing? He's like, what? No. <laughs> I imagine no. the whole thing. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, uh, well, he's, I don't know if I can say this. He's got a gig lined up on ABC Radio recently. Fantastic. Up. Yeah, and mm. he's got some, his, his podcast really taken off in the US as well. It's like, yeah, no, he's killing what it. What am I doing? Nothing. You're doing this Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Hey, speaking of Russell Mulcahy, I'm ready. who loves Highlander the series? You. Yes, just I me. Did. I yeah, did. see? I did. See? I've never seen James? it. I've never seen the it. The Highlander TV series actually kind of was popular enough that they bled it into the cinematic universe. Yeah, it's, they did, it's yeah. Better than and the there was sequels, a spin-off, right? which did not do well. What? Mm. Highlander the Raven. What was it's, that? It's, uh, he, he, uh, Duncan McLeod, who is the... McLeod, who isn't not Connor, not Connor McLeod, Connor, but, Connor but is, close enough. Connor's the Frenchman. Yes, yes exactly. The but close enough, and uses, close enough and Connor uses close enough and uses the same Spaniard. sword and, and etc. But he had a love interest who was a uh, who was a diamond thief called the Raven, and she got her own spinoff, which went for like three years. I mean, because I'm a bit older than you guys, but Highlander was it was perfect study. TV. It was like yeah. late on a Thursday yeah. night, mm-hmm. so I'd be up doing homework or cramming or something like that, and then I'd watch Highlander. That'd be my you know one hour break. Uh-huh. But I used to really dig it. I actually thought yeah. it had good mythology, and there was one episode where the lead singer of the Fine Young Cannibals <laughs> nice. guest starred as yeah. another immortal. Yeah, there's also uh, one one of the Who is is an immortal. For, oh, really? Which one? The curly head one. Don't look yes. at me. Yeah. <laughs> What's his no, name? Come on, you're an this show on the I hate who. and I've never seen. Yeah. I'm not helping. I'll think of it in a minute. Dalton. Yeah. Daltry. Roger Daltry. Yeah, it's Roger Daltry. Yeah. Yeah. So why are they more immortals? I oh, mean, they, this... they do it in the movies anyway. Yeah, this but, uh... Uh, it's uh, Highlander 1. Now, Highlander the series is set after the events of the first Highlander, but the gathering didn't finish them off. So it turns out there were just more and more. What what he thought was the gap. What a riff off. Imagine yeah. if you're Connor McLeod. You yeah. finally defeated the Kurgan. You've yep. flown up into the sky, yeah. hit That's by right. lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come down and someone's like, actually, there's quite a few more. Yes, yeah, it's really cool. it's more, it's all, it was all a dream, guys. This gathering was, was, a, was a two-mile radius. Yeah. <laughs> it was just all the New York assholes. <laughs> yeah, and right. now they're dead. You yeah. Thank you for your service. We'll, we'll continue on. Yeah. But yeah, it was... So watch, would you say watch the first movie, then go to the show? Watch the first. Mo- watch is, the first movie. Yeah. Watch the series. We don't have to do any of these things. Watch the first movie. Watch the series, and then watch Highlander Four, which is Endgame. Yeah, which is the Mario Van Peebles one. No, that's three. All oh, right, but four is the one that has both Highlanders in it. How can that be? How can they exist in the same? Aren't they from different time? Oh no, they are in the same timeline. They are in the same timeline. Uh, and what am I saying? How can yeah. that be? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Like I'm a- talking about the franchise. We're in the second yeah. film. They decided they're, from, they're yeah. aliens. Exactly. Christopher Lambert is in the first episode of Highlander the series, and he's there's sort of a handover, right, and he's okay. like. 
Good on you, mate. I you're going to be great. You have, don't, I hope your franchise isn't as popular as mine. Yeah. Bad luck. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. More but Heinler 4 has both of them, right. and it has the same fight choreographer as the series, which was a lot better. Is that the, the one movie. where a guy gets cut down the middle and then reforms? That's only in the trailer. Yeah, boom. <laughs> That's a special effect shot that was only in the trailer. Why would you take um, that out? Why would you take yeah. that out? Crazy. And then skip Highlander 5, which is right. real bad. Okay. But yeah. But Wait yeah, the for series... the reboot that yeah. they're doing with Ryan Reynolds. Well, they were really? About. I think it's done. Okay. I don't think they're doing it anymore. Um, yeah, the series... Why don't they just hire an actual Scott this time? I mean, there's... It's, it's not in the Gregor. It's not in the spirit of Highlander. Oh, McGregor. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not in the spirit of it, is it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a Scotsman playing an Egyptian or a Spaniard. We're going to have a French guy playing a Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Krog Kogan is. Kogan, what's his name? Uh, he's he's Clancy Brown, the great yes. voice yeah, actor. What's awesome. the, what, what race is he? Uh, Romanian, I'm going to say. Yeah, okay, yeah. He seems, yeah. He seems creepily Eastern yeah, European. Yeah, but Wearing too a big. Skull. Yeah. The biggest Eastern European there is. Uh, yeah. But the series was really good. It was filmed mostly in France, I think, and so yeah. it, look, it looks great. Who's the name of the lead guy? Ale- Alexander Paul? Adrian no, Paul, Adrian yeah. Adrian Paul. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got good ponytail. Gives good ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts it off in the last season. No! It's symbolic. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Um, does it reform? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business 
gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable, visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. I'm a big fan of MASH, the TV series. Yeah, the movies, Yeah, the movies, well, there's a couple of movies. There's the one that ends it, but the, the original movie had Donald Sutherland and uh, Robert Duvall. It's quite good, but I think the show... Builds on it in. in that's probably better, yeah, yeah. That's probably an example where the show is as good as, mm. or definitely much more well remembered than the movie. Yeah. For anyone, yeah. I mean, when was the movie? Like early seventies. I think it might have been before. In fact, right? I remember being yeah. a kid who grew up in the TV the show. War. I think you're right. Being a kid who grew up in the TV show and then watching yeah. the movie, I didn't like it. It was like, Ugh, Same. why yeah. do they look weird? Who <laughs> is <laughs> this? I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's more nudity, but <laughs> other yeah. than that, yeah. Anyway, I talk about Mash too much, so let's just let's just breeze <laughs> over that. Taken is a TV series at the moment. Really? Have you seen that? No. Nah. It's a prequel, but it's set in the modern day. Terrific. Right. With who? Who's the dad? Don't know. I mean, and 
And like, is it just his daughter continuously getting killed? I guess so. Maybe it's his dad. Every, every pre-title sequence is his dad. You won't believe it. Yeah, I was just, on spring break, but I've been kidnapped again. They have to just lock every door in the house because his daughter leaves unattended <laughs> no. any time she gets taken. That's it. Just hide under the bed. You know the now. You know now the what drill. she does? Now what she does? She calls up. He's got a voicemail box, and she just hands it to the 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 kidnappers, and it's just him doing this particular set of skills, <laughs> like recorded messages, like. If you're listening to this, you're probably a terrorist who's kidnapped my daughter. Just to let you know, I have a particular series of skills. I'm going to kill, kill you. Lot, kill I'm going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. We could probably skip over that then. Yeah, probably. Minority Report tape is set in the movie universe. What? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, is that it's new? That was last recently. year. It's it good. takes one of the precogs. Uh, is that right? Am I right? Yeah. So that? it's yeah. so it's like the original actor. Yeah. Well, it's all three. Oh, is it? It's okay. all three of the same cat. So basically, it's ten years after the movie. No, Tom Cruise. Uh, but they've dismantled the precog program, and uh, but one of the precogs keeps getting precognitive flashes, so he can keeps he keeps seeing murders, and he keeps like running to the scene of where the murder's going to happen, but he's always too late. <laughs> like there's a scene where he he like runs in the middle of a town square, and he's like, I don't know, this is it's not supposed to be funny, but it is. And he runs into a town square, and he's like, what's where, where's the and then like the twelfth story building, like you see somebody get hurled out a window and fall to their death and land on a bus, and he's like, "Too late, it's happened again," kind of thing. So he te- he basically goes to. Uh, so it focuses on the precog, not the cop. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. there's a, but he goes to the cops and he's like, "Listen, I'm still doing this, but if if anybody finds out that I'm still doing this, they'll you know the government will capture me or what have you again." So. Uh, we, let's keep this on the down low kind of thing. And you see the other two because one, he sees the murders, his brother sees details. Right. So he sees like names he and addresses. He sees the murders, his brother hears them <laughs> and the other one speaks <laughs> them. That's right. So the other one's just working at a, like a cashier at a grocery store and they're just like, murder. There was a murder, guys. So it's okay though, right? It's pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's not still around. No, I think it lasted finished. like 10 episodes or something, but it was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Mm. I just it. think but again, it's weird though that you would take the central character out of the film and make a TV series about through the characters yeah. who had no lines. I guess it's cheaper than holographic gloves and interfaces. But they, that, that's Cruise. in there, though. Oh, that, it is? That's all, all the... Like, it's, it's, it's upgraded, but it's also cheaper looking. Right. Because, like, they can, do it, they can do it quicker now because the, te- you know, the, the special effects stuff is there. But I mean, I, just... I would be more interested if it was more about... So it's 10 years later and they're trying to restart the, right, yeah, the, right. the, the precog program because that was the whole point, right? Is they yep. they said it was flawless, but then they discovered it could be manipulated. Yeah, right. Someone's come out and said, "Oh, look, now we've, this is two point Whatever. Yeah. It is. yeah, that would be more interesting to me. Why did they do that show? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Why did they? Cancel it? Oh. <laughs> hey, speaking of shows that didn't have the original protagonist, and it's kind, it feels very much the same. Limitless. Did you guys watch Limitless? Yeah, I, I know that you're a good. big fan. Yeah, it's good, but it's also it's samey right. because, uh. like Minority Report, it's the you have to, you have to put it. You know, you get limitless the idea of it, and you have to make a procedural out of it. Yeah. How do you do that every time? And so they have to build like a certain setup where he's always helping the cops, and it's always right. He's always fighting crime, but it's always he. He always has to take his drug to become limitless, and then you know. And Bradley from, Cooper's in it as well. He's in it. Bre- he's yeah. in it intermittently. He's a producer as well. Yeah, right but he. But the, the being handsome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> professionally yeah. handsome man. The, the 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 I don't believe the plot was ever like the the. Because he he kept showing up and he's like, listen, the 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 premise was basically that if you take the limitless drug 
eventually you start to erode, like your teeth rot and you fall to pieces. But Bradley Cooper's, because he's rich and he's been on the drug for ages, he's developed a cure. He so mentions he, that at the end of the, first, yeah, the movie. So he, yeah, so he gives it to this other guy, like, secretly. Hey, sorry. So this, the, the main <laughs> protagonist... Ollie. The main protagonist is sort of this slacker, you know, slacker dude. He appears to be the only person who's immune to it, but secretly he's receiving this drug to prevent him from dying. Ah, and so they're okay. like, we're going we're gonna to bring you on in our FBI task force right. and you can solve crimes kind of thing. And so, but Bradley Cooper's like, okay, I'm gonna, you're, you're my in to the FBI for secret reasons. But right. we never find out what the secret reasons are. So That's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine what they'd be. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> yeah. Politics, right? Didn't he want to run for... President, probably, it's probably president, probably president stuff. Yeah, president stuff. President, we can all agree it's president stuff. Yes, president stuff. Can we all agree? Three yeses to that. (laughs) (laughs) Can we all all agree that the crow had a TV series called The Crow Stairway to Heaven? Yeah, with uh, Mark Dacascus. Ah, (laughs) no way. Of Double Dragon fame. Yes, (laughs) very good. Yeah, Uh, didn't see it. What what was it? Terrible. Yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, The Crow is one of those things where that first film was lightning in a bottle. Yep, they should have just left it. Everything they've made afterwards has sucked. It was of its time. It's, yep. I think yep. it holds up. I know it's very much, it depends how you feel about that very gothy it sort was, of It mid, was of the time, but I think 90s. it still yeah. works. Yeah. But, I just, but I think also, I mean, you just can't get past the potency of the fact that Brandon Lee yes. died making that film and it's mm. such a fantastic performance. Everything else after that is just going to pale in comparison. So Mark Dacascos doesn't capture the <laughs> No, and I think they only cast him because he's sort of got the slightly similar Eurasian look as, of course, as yeah, uh, Brandon yeah. Lee. And he does Kung Fu, mm. sort of. Well, he does double dragoning. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Whatever style of fighting that is. Arguably, he does Kung Fu. Okay. Well, it's also, it suffers from that problem. Like the Crow is, the film is in, you know, there's quite dark themes in that. Like, yeah. you know, this guy and his wife, were, she was like raped and murdered and he was thrown from a tower and stuff. Mm. This one suffers from the same problem as Robocop, where it's all like a lot of shot during the daytime. Oh, good. Right, daytime okay. crow ain't good. <laughs> no. Yeah. So he's got the makeup and everything, but he's yeah. walking around in the. Yeah, it's like Batman sitting in the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the crow right now, but I've got a, I've got two dates on opposite sides of town. I'm gonna <laughs> keep running back and forth. And I seem to remember the stairway to heaven being like this metaphorical bridge that you know he, that was his, he was seeking solace in the afterlife, but it was right. just like. Was he a new? It was like crow? a wooden footbridge, like they just gone down to the Yarrow. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, okay, it's like a wooden That's footbridge. a good question. Was he? Because also you would. Because Edward can, Furlong he, was the crow. That's right. Someone else was the crow before that. And yeah, the that crow, Spanish yeah. actor. In yeah, the, in the terrible mm. sequel. Yeah, City David Boreanaz. No, he was a villain in one right, of the crows. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. But like, sure. And again, if it's a oh, series, like. Again. How long has it taken this dude to get vengeance? It doesn't seem... Yeah. yeah, I thought the whole thing about the crow was it comes to help you, you know, a soul that's a bit restless. Yeah. So once you've done your little business... Get out of here, yeah, mate. Yeah, get out of here, crow. I, yeah. What are that, you doing here? That would make an interesting series where every episode or couple of episodes, there's a new The Crow. The Crow, I think that yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, but I guess it would be harder to sell to anyone. Oh, that's, it's like, that's how do you true, get yeah. them to hook into, you want to yeah. sell it off the back of a... You, exactly. keep, you keep the same a, a bird, character. the same crow. Same yeah, crow. Yeah. That's you how you build up a, Voiced yeah. by Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the crow. I'm here. Build up a famous crow. Great. I'd watch all of that. You know what I hated at the time and I... Hate it even more now because I've looked at clips and it's terrible. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, I never saw that. Horrendous. It was edutain- It was very edutaining. That's what I hate about it. Don't sneak geometry into Indiana Jones, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Because it's, it's always like we got to use this pulley to get this basket of rocks. Oh, up. so it's, it's like education. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, get out of here with that shit. Exactly, Ugh. and it was. 
Like it's uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Is Sean that... Patrick Flannery. And he's fine. The like... guy who was almost a star. You almost, know? yeah. He, did, he nearly he made just, it. Almost, like everyone seemed to love him. He's kind of like, yeah. who's that dude who's in the, all the Star Trek, you know, in Star Trek and Stand By Me and... Oh, Will um, Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, Will Wheaton had... So the, and then has just adopted this new space within, you know, the yes. kind of geek culture. And Sean Patrick Flannery, he was kind of like, he had that similar kind like the of... the Boondock Saints. That, like geeks loved him. Like yeah. movie geeks loved him. Yeah, right. Him, but he never got that. He never sort of transcended into yeah. like, you know, Ryan Reynolds territory. Like a rung below Nathan Fillion, who got yeah. castled and all that. Yeah. Yeah, what's he up to now, Sean Patrick Flannery? Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, here we go. He's written a novel. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we uh, are making fun of him. Uh, let's see... Uh, he was in Saw, he was the in final Dex- chapter. He was in really? Dexter. Yep, he was in uh, The Young and the Restless. There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's working. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Yeah. SPF, 15 oh. plus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's terrible. But they also used it as a, it was a. Looks good for 51. Is he 51? He's 51, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I think he looks he's had a bit like of work. Keith Urban in that photo. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's hair. what I meant, great for 51. But uh, mm. I remember hearing more recently that a lot of what they did in that was just to kind of pioneer stuff at Lucasfilm and try and do things on the cheap. There's a lot of special effects and things where there's a crowd and they'll paste multiple people just to see if they could do... Like, it had a huge budget for what it was because the Lucasfilm wasn't also really doing anything. This is, you know, they kind of, after Star Wars and how the Duck had kind of stalled a bit in terms of... Uh-huh. Like, they did, like, you know, special effects and whatnot, but they didn't do their own projects. Yeah, right. So this kind of enhanced a lot of stuff towards, like, the prequels. And yeah. I think the idea was also to maybe... Yeah, because they learnt lessons for this, which they wanted to do in the Star Wars series that was that never went to air. That they wanted to do after I remember that. I remember yeah. in, like in Australia, there was talk in the early two thousands about a TV yeah. series they're going to shoot in Australia. Yes, and I had Matt friends Newton. who was yeah. You heard that? Yeah, Matt, Matt Newton. Matt Newton was going to be Quinlan Voss or, or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know my Star Wars characters that well, but mm. I remember I had a few friends who had these like um, clandestine kind of meetings with Lucasfilm. Like he would just. You'd be brought in for a meeting and it'd just be very vague discussions. I don't know if it was actually with George Lucas or Kathleen Kennedy or whoever was producing it at the time. But like no script or anything like that. Just like a vague meet and greet. Right, (laughs) yeah. Which is, uh, I've auditioned for George Miller a couple of times and he does, he just sends you, you get sent five um, generic kind of monologues Mm -hmm. and you can just choose one and that's what you do. You just go in and apparently he's been doing that since like the first Mad Max film is that's, is he it just, the same five? Like, I don't know if it's the same five hmm. monologues, but he just he won't you won't audition for the role. Mm-hmm. You will do something unrelated, yeah. and then within that, he will see something that he likes. What have you auditioned for of his? Uh, I just auditioned for Justice League. Really? Yes. What were you? What, what part? Well, you don't know because you're just, yeah. <laughs> you're just doing this generic generic thing. monologue. I mean, yeah. I assume I was going in for um, Cyborg. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I no, I don't know. I mean, the thing is. A lot of these big Hollywood films do do casting calls in Australia, and it's essentially you, you're just spitting into the wind. Like you, <laughs> right, yeah. you don't honestly believe that any you're even going to get part, anyone's going to see it or anything like that. Like it's just that that's why you have powerful big agents and powerful big managers yeah. and stuff because their job is to get your tape in front of someone directly. That's you know. So it's, it's I was going to ask you that later, but that it's very much a case of it's who you know and. You just can't, like you said, spitting into the wind. Is that yeah. what it is? Trying to- I mean, look, I'm sure there have been people who have been plucked, you know, the Marilyn Monroe thing of, you know, plucked from somewhere because of, of whatever. Yeah. But more often than not, it's about, you know, working and networking and getting the right representation and doing the right roles and getting mm. seen by the right people. Does and- that annoy you as opposed to just merit-based? Or you're like, well, well this is no, part I mean, of it. But that is- is- I'm, not, I'm not saying that 
as that lacks merit. I mean, that's the job. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also there's no justice in the world. Like <laughs> certainly not. You know, a friend of mine um worked on a on a Brett Ratner movie, and he said that like it was it was grueling. And he said that at one stage, one of the other actors who was quite a well known guy pulled him aside and said, "Look, this is your first big Hollywood film. Let me just say to you." The best way to think about this is imagine the person you hate the most with the least amount of talent doing really well and imagine the person you like the most with all the talent <laughs> in the world doing really badly and you'll be okay for, you'll be okay in Hollywood. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is one of those things where there's no rhyme or reason why there's so many factors. Like I see my wife's a director. I watch her watch audition tapes and mm. she literally will sit with her finger on fast forward because the person she's looked, she has a very specific thing in her mind. So if that person comes in and they don't, give her that right. from the first two seconds of when they walk in the door, she's on to the next person. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of, th- I mean, it's, there's a lot of things you learn, uh, like auditioning is not acting. Auditioning is a different skill. Like, yes, you've got to present something in an artificial environment that is I've heard gonna, it's, it's brutal. Well, I, I, I don't mind it, but it can be, it can be soul destroying. Yeah. <laughs> like, it can be awful because, you know, you're sort of really going into this, like a room not dissimilar to the man cave. Oh, yeah. With, with, you know, with a group yeah. of people who don't seem to be interested in you or anything. <laughs> yeah, and, like this, yeah. And you're trying to make, <laughs> and you're trying to make them like you, like this. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, am I auditioning for something? Correct, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mason, you're out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, but do you, you obviously get a bit of traction because that's how you, when you started getting pushed around by Armand DeSante, you know, you've worked your way up to this. Yeah. So every time you do something, is that like you get a little bit more and you yeah, resume, I think so. like, you meet another person, you get better. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think some people, every act is different. You know, some people come out of drama school and they land something straight away and, you know, yeah. and they're off to the races. Um, but I'd say more often than not, like back in my day, like I, I, <laughs> I see, a, I think a lot of young actors now, you, you know, you see, the Hemsworth path. Yeah. So a lot of young actors are like, I just want to get on Home and Away or Neighbours or something like that, do my time, and then I'm straight over to Hollywood, which right. I think can work. But I also think there is something to be said for taking a bit more time and getting the runs on the board here because I've, I will go over to LA and I will talk to managers and agents over there, Americans, like, hey, we met this young guy who um, said he was on Home and Away and then the guy had done like three weeks. Right. But he's now okay, in yeah. LA trying to get started and I think look it's great to have that ambition and stuff but that is a huge fucking machine over there that if you are not ready if you don't if you if you haven't like slowly acclimatized to yeah, the right. rejection yeah. uh-huh. it's going to really hurt when you get yeah. over there because that's not a pleasant place to be when you're not doing anything mm. yeah. you know like you want to I think I have been beaten down by years and years of rejection to the point where I don't really feel it anymore. Right, yeah. And so my skin's a bit thicker. It's almost expected. Like, you're well, like, this would be nice, but... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I, like I said, everyone's different and I'm not saying, you know, you have to do it this way, but I think that you, the, the more time you can you can work on it and get used to not just the actual job. I mean, that, I'm leaving the job aside here, what you have mm. to do for a living, but the actual environment you're in because it's completely bizarre and artificial and... If you tie your self-esteem into it, you'll yeah. want to blow your brains out. Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of actors, you know, become drug addicts or child actors have terrible lives and they get older because the actual world of it is very strange and artificial. Right. And then when you're back in the real world, like, for instance, child actors, the, the dynamic with a child actor is once through, an actor is treated very well on set because mm-hmm. ultimately they have to deliver the goods. So, you know, they're picked up from their accommodation and they're, you know, taken into makeup and they're brought food and they're brought drinks and someone holds an umbrella over their head if the sun's <laughs> out. Like, you really mollycoddle because yeah. by the time you get that person in front of a camera, 
you want them thinking about nothing else but delivering, you know, mm. what they have to do at the moment. So I understand that philosophy. Good actors and good people understand that there's that's not real. That that's just that's just for that time frame they're being treated like that. But that's not because they're better than anyone else. Right. Mm. But you put a child into that equation. And suddenly you're inverting the natural order of things. All of a sudden yeah. adults are running yeah. around after them, picking up things for them it's and making not sure like, they're okay. It's not good for kids, man. Like they, having worked a lot with kids, you can't, you have to, for lack of a better word, you've got to beat them down a bit. Yeah. So like, just <laughs> one thing I'm sorry. Yeah, you've got to hit them a lot. I mean, you have to. <laughs> Finally, like, we've got him. <laughs> move in, move in. <laughs> like they, they have, a lot of kids have an ego. That could, I could understand how they could get out of check and then you grow into Corey Feldman. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you're in that environment like you, you're talking about. Yeah. Not beat down, just so we're clear. <laughs> it's a metaphor. I left teaching voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, it, it's, just, it's just that thing of it's, it's they, you need to have a grasp. Like I've seen parents be really good with their kids who are sure, actors yeah. because they will treat it like a job. You know, the kid still has to like, you know, do their tutor hours. Mm-hmm. They don't get to hang out with, you know, the, the cast on weekends and stuff. They they have to be a kid, you know. They yeah. can come to work and they can treat it like a paper round essentially. Right. But they don't get to, you know, they're not going to be doing all the interviews. Because it is confusing. People start treating you differently. And if you're 15 years old and you're on a show like Home and Away and all of a sudden like girls are paying more attention to you yeah. or, you know, people are probably letting you into the pub, all this kind of stuff. Like mm. there's a lot of things that of, of pitfalls and, You've just got to have like a really good support network. I'm not saying, you know, I, if I had a kid who wanted to be an actor, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> but if they really wanted to do yeah. it, I would set in some fairly stringent things in place because you just don't want them feeling like the world is not a, the world can't be a performance. Like you can't, you can't sort of walk into a, a bank or something and, 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 you know, and, and perform like mm. the, re- the real world doesn't want to hear your shit. No, like, no that's right. Like, you, unless you a, have a podcast, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's yeah. It How, sounds insane. Yeah. Like yeah, but you obviously love it. Like there's obviously upsides. To yeah. It. No, I mean, look, it's of course it's like it's like any job, but it's just one of those things where it's like the, the glamour that some people think of when they think of that is undersells how much the grind goes on as well. Right. You know? yeah. Like it's sort of. I mean, I haven't worked my entire career. It's not like, you know, from the time I started acting, I've just been gainfully employed. There's been times where I didn't know how the, I was going to pay my rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, and there's definitely been times where I'm like, maybe I should just give this away. Like before Home and Away came along, I hadn't really worked for about five years. Well, what were you going to do? Well, I was producing. Right. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, maybe I had a pretty I good run. You did some short films as well with Jenna yeah. and that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I was like, well, I had a pretty good run. Like, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm. 35 now maybe that's me done and then home and away came along it's like okay i'll just give it one more shot and found out that i liked it again but for me the secret is to always have stuff outside of acting whether right whether it's a job or whatever but or or a family or a life but you can't make it your because too many actors tie their self-esteem into whether or not they're working or not Mm -hmm. and it's that's fraught with danger i mean i'd say that with any job really if you're because it's so sporadic like so sporadic it's not like nine to five you know? And it's mostly rejection. Yeah. <laughs> like you're more often than not. Like I'll, I'll tell you a little story that I guess I can tell now because I'm not on the show anymore. But Weekly Planet exclusive. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> when I was uh, on Home and Away, I was up in the production office one day and I saw a DVD on a desk that was all the recalls for the character that I ended up getting, the role mm-hmm. I ended up getting. Right. So I nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I took it to my dressing room and I put it on and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to see me just blow away all these fucking other lame actors, blah, blah, uh, blah. Yeah. So there's eight dudes on this tape, but they were all great. 
Like every one of them, you, any one of them could have got the job. Like they were all excellent. There was no rhyme or reason why I, well, there's obviously a rhyme or reason. The, the producers or directors, whoever decided that for whatever reason I was the guy. Yeah. But there was no obvious reason why it should uh-huh. have been me. There's, all those guys did great jobs. They all looked good. They all could have played, the, they all did, did something different. It's just, and so that's the thing you've got to let go of as an actor is like... So is that a moment for you like, this is completely random almost? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that and also watching, like I said, watching my wife cast things. It's like, you can't go into it going, as long as I do an excellent job, everything will be fine because that's not how it works. Right, yeah. They're not going to cast you because I've already cast a guy who looks a bit like you and I think will be too confusing. <laughs> you know, they're not going to cast you because, you know, they uh, the, the girl they've just cast is, is really tall and you're going to look short next to Like, there's yeah. things you cannot control. But you just, if you just think, well, as long as I do all the classes and I'm just an awesome actor and I'm really pl- great in the room, of course, that's going to help. But ultimately, you have no power. Jesus. <laughs> and that's what, yeah. and that's what you've got to, and that's what you've come, that's what you've got to uh, come to reconcile, I think, as an actor is you are the lowest, you, you're an essential creative element, but you are the lowest rung creatively. Because and replaceable. Like there's, replaceable. there's a thousand of you. Or, ultimately, yeah. someone else tells you what to say, what to wear, how your hair should look, you know. Yeah. Very few actors like Will Smith and Russell Crowe and I guess a few others, you know, have Tom Cruise have involvement and in they produce as well. But yeah. that's why I think a lot of actors now do get into producing. Like Margot Robbie's mm-hmm. producing the new Harley Quinn because as soon as you get a little bit of power, you're like, fuck it. Like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah. not going to be the one who's like not getting hired because I'm too short or too tall or too <laughs> fat or too skinny or whatever it is. And that's the idea as well behind this movie, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I originally wrote the part one of the parts of myself but i've subsequently gotten too old to play. oh right you can't play a teenage girl <laughs> no not anymore so you're not you're not, you're not gonna be in it or no what can you can you talk about it or you're like i can't read i don't know if i can talk about it. i mean shooting in january i can, t- I can right? give you the, the synopsis is it's set in australia it's all right here's the pitch here's my elevated pitch. i'm ready it's basically winter's bone meets children of men gotcha so it's set in australia after um uh, and inv- like a series of environmental disasters has meant a lot of Australians have been forced inland because mm. of flooding mm-hmm. and the cities are becoming sort of uninhabitable. But it's mainly middle class Australians have been forced into these refugee camps. Mm-hmm. So the, there is a girl in there um, who's with her brother and their mother goes missing and then they get separated by docks, um, right. you know, children's services. So she goes looking for her brother. She, she goes on this mission, but she gets sidetracked by this um, gang of guys and then ends up on this mountain with this with this dude, this loner, this person who's had no contact with the world for like 15 years and he seems like scary at first, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe this odd couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's, it, it's sort of like a coming of age genre. I mean, it's hard to sort of classify it, but yeah. yeah. Children of Men meets awesome. Winter's Bone is kind of... And almost. maybe January starts? Maybe, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, I think we're going in for funding in September, which means if we're all going to plan, yeah, January, we should be shooting. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can be back on this show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, should we wrap up the TV movie uh, talk thing, what we're doing, the topic? Here? Yeah. Should we go to the next thing? Some are good, some are bad. Yeah. Anyone, does anyone got anything to add before we move on? I've got some uh, more acting questions as well for later, if that's okay. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> be funny if you're we've, like, we've turned no. to the inside the actor's <laughs> that's studio. That's right. That's great, though. Are you going to ask me what my favorite swear word is? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's. No. <laughs> Because we don't, I mean, we, we're two regular, we don't. We're just a couple of Joe circles. Lunch Pails, yeah. yep. <laughs> so this is. Yeah, just a couple of regular dudes. It's fascinating to me. Like we speculate about like a bunch of stuff, but we don't, we don't actually oh, look, know. I don't, I'm only speaking for myself. Of course, I'm yeah, sure yeah. every actor's perception is different. And there's probably people listening to this right now going, what a fucking wanker, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
Um, fuck you guys. <laughs> but I mean, that's just, that's, that's been my experience. Like I've got, I've had friends who've had completely different careers yeah. to me, much more successful and not as successful, but mm. I would say we generally all have the same viewpoint right, on, yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, Mason, that's, that's fine. Uh, it's time for what we, is that what we're doing? Yeah. yeah that's what the we next segment. What are we going <laughs> to read? Gonna read? I'm doing the theme. Mason, do you have a what are we reading? Rick and Morty's back. I know it is. How good is it? I so love it. Good. So yeah. good. I've, mm. I've had t- people on comment on the internet and be like, meh, not not as good. This meh, meh. It, no, it's exactly as Seems good. It's exactly, exactly as great. Good. It's yeah. like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what do you, what do you want? It's a, it's there. <laughs> what they're do on, they want? They're on a Mad Max Fury Road post-apocalyptic you know, it's the future. Internet. Everyone yeah. hates yeah. everything. Like Jesus himself could come down and somebody like, ooh. God, here we come. Son of God. Boring. <laughs> Boring. But do I, something new. Yeah. But at the same time, don't do something new because it's not as the same as what you did last yeah. time. No? They're never happy, these but people. But also, the, the first episode from this season, which was they streamed like two months ago, yeah, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the breakout one. Like I would huh. say this one is not as strong as the first one, but it's still a really I good was, start. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was really good. Yeah. Mm. So is it only the first two eps? First two, yeah. yeah, 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 and you said they're on, they're on Netflix. They're on well, Netflix, so you don't have yeah. to steal it off the internet. Yeah, so <laughs> explain the, the second episode's not on Netflix. Yes, yet. it is. Yeah, oh, it's just come out then. Yeah, because yeah. I was checking Netflix on Friday, I couldn't see it. No, it's there. Oh, it's shut there. up! Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I've looked at Netflix. Well, I've also watched Netflix, Mason. I watched Hello. Ultron uh, Legendary Defenders <laughs> season three, only seven episodes because they seem like they've split it into two. Yep. Uh, it's great. I love it. I'm a mm. big Voltron fan. Well, not really. It's not great, is it? In hindsight, but the new season's really good. It is really You're good. You're Voltron, yeah. kid yeah, in the Yeah, I was a line Voltron, not a car yeah, Voltron. Like this dickhead who likes car Voltron. I like no the one most... likes car. Voltron. Oh, come on, guys! <laughs> so, so the cars go together and they make like a block. Like each of them, the land in the air and the. How many cars do you need to make a Voltron? Yeah, man, like fifteen or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know the feet were cars. That was cool. Feet were cars, yeah. exactly. It's like he had little skates on. Hang on, so this is the new... Vo- is this a new Voltron yeah. or the one that came out last year? It's a reboot. It's got... Uh, who's the guy from... Because I watched one that was quite good, an yeah. animated one. The guy who did... The people who did Avatar The Last Airbender do right. it. And it's it's really solid. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny too. You wouldn't think fun. it would be what's funny. Got, what's his name from... Rhys Darby. It's got Rhys Darby, Darby in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So... Yeah. And no, it's, it's definitely well worth it. Uh, also, just quickly, we did a, our Caravan of Garbage this week for Tuesday... Uh, is on uh, the only Voltron game. Yeah. And it's fine. And then it's the worst thing ever. So what kind it operates of, what in stages. PS3? <laughs> uh, like four years ago. Oh my God. It's yeah. New. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's new. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's based on the old one. Like, yeah. Anyway. And look, without giving too much away, we're like, this is fine, but it'll be great when you're Voltron. <laughs> It's not. No. No, it's not. It's real, real <laughs> what bad. What about you, Charlie? You've been, you've been watching, reading, doing stuff? Uh, I, uh, I've i been uh, keeping up with Saga. Right, oh, yeah. yeah, great. I'm uh, way behind, yeah. Because I, 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 I wait till they release the collected volumes and right. then yep. yeah, yep. I buy it on Comixology. So I love it. I just think, like, my, I, I'm just... I, I try and describe it to people, especially non-comic book readers, even people who read uh-huh. comic books, and it's impossible to categorize. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, I mean, how would you, you guys are more comic literate than me. How would you describe it to people? I'd say it's like Star Wars, but there's, it's, it's more blood and gore and stuff. And I guess. Weird sex? But that doesn't, yeah, even, weird exactly. That, and no, that you doesn't know. do it, but I think that would get somebody in to be like, if you like Star Wars, this is like extreme Star Wars. Yeah. But, but, it's but, not that's fun, but it's also funny. Yes. yes it's it is. really yeah. funny. But you can't, you can't even, but you can't, 
if you say it's like Star Wars, but it's more violent, that's that's too broad. But if you go more specific, it makes you'd be like, but there's also a, a weird soap and, opera where, yeah. like, a virtual reality soap opera. People be like, well, that doesn't jive with. Yeah, it's an epic. Why is there a soap opera happening at the same time? I mean, sometimes of- I read comic books. Like, if I'm ever recommended a new comic book, I read it to go. Is this a pitch for a movie? Like, is yeah, this, is right. It, Mark Millar does a lot of that. Well, yeah. A lot of. Co- I mean, that's yeah. the way. I, I, I know Greg McLean. Like for um, a long time. Uh, he was turning screenplays into comic books because he was told that is the best way to get people across the right. material. Is like, mm. well, you're essentially storyboarding your film. Yeah, yeah right. But you're also creating a universe, you're creating mm. a brand, and mm. everyone's yeah. into brands. But I, because I thought, well, uh, when I was reading Saga, I'm like, oh, man, this would be an amazing film. And then I'm like, it's actually unfilmable. Could it? You yeah. could not That's do exactly it. right. It could yeah. be a TV show in 10 years. Oh, sorry, maybe, <laughs> no, or a TV show. Yeah. But, I don't, I, but I think tonally it's so all over the shop. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you would how you'd execute a live action version. I think I think with technology you could give it a, a red hot go, but not now. I think movie definitely not. I don't think you could compress enough of it into it. Yeah. And mm. it probably wouldn't make any But you money. think the genres, the way it shifts from like violent yeah. Vera, Paul Verhoeven action to mm. kind of screwball comedy to kind of kitsy. Yeah. But TV is I mean I'm not I've got to admit I'm not enjoying seeing um Hazel grow up. Right. Like, sure, yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm uh-huh. way out of the loop. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. Hazel yeah. Hazel's like seven years old now or something. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't care yeah. about kids. <laughs> I, I don't want to know her story. Mm. I liked it better when she was just a, a voiceless uh, yeah. a narrator, a faceless narrator. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel it might become, and I haven't seen it yet, but Valerian. You know, right, it's this enormous yeah. space universe and it's been going for years and people love it. And But what is that? Is that what the is film, the, the Lupus song? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's still going. The comic book? Yeah. I don't think so, but I think so it's... So the, the movie's based on the comic book? Yes. Um. Yeah, so it's not an original property at all. I was asked to use my social media profile to endorse that film at like sponsored posts and stuff. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. And I was like, cool. All right, sure. Yeah, I can do that. Can I and see they, it first? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but um, then they said, oh, we want you to also have a chat with Luke Besson. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, yeah. what, this is, this what would seem think? insane and contrived. Yeah, right. Suddenly it's like, hey guys, just chat saw, with him on Twitter. Well, they wanted, they wanted some video content. I don't know if it was like, you know, an interview or just like, hey, it's Luke, but me and Luke Besson, you know, right, on, right. on yeah. Instagram. Really? We're on a speedboat, guys. Which yeah. Is- <laughs> but I'm like, that's going to feel so weird and contrived, particularly to people who do follow my social yeah. media. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm hanging out with Luke Besson. Like, yeah, right. I don't hang out with Luke Besson. So did you say no? Or were yeah. you like, maybe Well, I kind of like, when I started asking questions, I think they were like, this is getting too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want a guy who asks questions. The office rescinded, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people who would do that. Like yeah. us, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I'm on a, if I'm on a speedboat with Luke Besson, I'll, I'll I'm do not it. against selling out at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least let me know what <laughs> nice I'm selling watch, out. Nice watch, by the way, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, that. I should bizarre. check that. I should check that out, though. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Well, Pe- I've heard some people I've love heard it. some good yeah. things. Also, Atomic Blonde, which I've heard is... Primo? I've heard it's a, a fascinating... Uh, pr- like, it's good action sequences, and it's a fascinating premise but the the movie itself is kind of boring yeah i don't love the, the little cast either I'm like these you don't guys like james mcavoy no no he's not on him it's uh dane dehan no, oh so you're talking about valerian I we're still talking about atomic valerian we've, we've switched to atomic we're oh we have two yeah. sorry where was i <laughs> keep up i should keep up i'm on this show all the time yep uh okay so it's it's like james mcavoy is it it's it yeah, soviet russia is that right yeah in the 80s yeah okay fair mm-hmm. enough which is a fascinating era i feel like 
Yeah. We haven't seen like late 80s, early 90s Russia since like Goldeneye, I feel. Yeah. And that was, that's a fascinatingly weird universe, which I. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm the fan of Charlize Theron beating dudes up because I think of, <laughs> of the t- film heroines, she seems genuinely like she could do it. She seems yeah, right. quite athletic and yeah. strong. Yeah. Mm. Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah, that fight sequence in Fury Road's yeah, amazing. Nuts, with the, yeah. the car door. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. It's borderline like, uh, like slapstick comedy. It it's is. So great. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we move on to the next segment? Oh, actually, before we do, a quick plug Should for we me. move on to the big No, because of plugs. Okay. I was on two. I did the double this week. I was on I was on uh, Beer Out With Your Mates, guys, the podcast with I'm my friend Murphy. That, yeah. I was on that. And it was also on uh, It's a Duck Blue, where we discussed the 100th episode of DuckTales. The final episode the of fi- DuckTales. The 100th and yeah. final episode, yeah. Made so. it to 100, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. What a milestone. Anyway, uh, they're on the iTunes. Check those oh, out because they're uh, as well. good apps. I had a really good time on both of those. Fantastic. Mm. I mean, sure, one podcast made me dinner and one po- podcast didn't, but that's. <laughs> so I'm not playing favourites. Right, no, yeah. why would you? Mm. You're a fan. Du- Duckler made me dinner. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah made me dinner. Yeah. yeah, they're good like that. Yeah. All right, do the, the theme song. Oh, yeah, we got another segment. Get to see this live, Charlie. It's called Letters. This is amazing. classic one was the letters, oh, letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a day away. I'm going to hear right now, we're going to do letters. I always assumed that was pre-recorded. No, 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 no we do this every week. Every week, week yeah. you... Yeah. All right. I would not stand for a, for an editing procedure that made me sound like an idiot. I'd rather a real life process that makes me definitely be an idiot. It's so. funny. I I mean, I know it's not you singing, right? But in the theater of my mind, it's me singing. I, uh, it's you singing. I bring it's out a little you ukulele and I'm like, okay, guys, just going to tune up. Bring, well, it's here we go. Like whenever there's a TV show with a theme, people always assume the person in the show, like with Growing Pains, it's like, oh, that's Alan Thicke singing that song. Yeah, right. Baywatch. It's David Hasselhoff. It's like, no, no. <laughs> like it's a musician's doing it. He and could yeah. do it. Yeah. He could do it if he wanted. Yeah. Mm. Right, it's because we've been ruined by Dennis Waterman doing the theme to Minder. That's, that's probably that's true. Why <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that's a, de- yeah, that's a deep cut planet, for our... all your minder yeah. references. <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut for the American listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to reach the show, you can hashtag Weekly Planet Pod on Twitter. Uh, we'll find a couple of them there or uh, email, us, email us at uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com, uh, which where Mason is goes through it and he's like, nah, this one's shit, and then he picks a better one. That's right. right. Yeah, in fact, I've got a very special letter this week. I'm excited. This is, our, this is from my friend Ralph. Mm. Ralph from Cake Boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was a very big be- booster of the show in the early years. We suddenly we got we got a whole bunch of listeners. Where'd they come from? Ralph is, uh, is uh, boosting us up on Twitter. Ralph Spambot. Was he, he was he was he what broke you? Was he the Brian Epstein who broke you in the US? He may very well. He may be. well the have Ed been, Sullivan yeah. show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's all Twitter now. Uh, right. So anyway, um, uh, this, this, Ralph sent us a letter. He, uh, he's uh, spearheading a fundraiser for the Make a Wish Foundation, which ends August the 9th, mm-hmm. which is pretty soon. Uh, he is set a twenty five thousand dollar goal. They're about halfway there. Sweet. Uh, and uh, at the end of it. Uh, himself and the cake boss himself are going to shave uh, their friend Danny's mustache for the first time in 30 years. So uh, they're doing it on a live stream from the Make-A-Wish headquarters. And if you want to donate as little as $5, you can go to wish.org slash Danny Shaves. And uh, they're oh, going to bloody... Yeah. Be careful Googling Danny Shaves. <laughs> yeah, it's now that I think <laughs> Just about be it. be careful. Yeah. Did you know the, the cake boss guys have um, worked with 100 Make-A-Wish kids? Really? Yeah, yeah. And why wouldn't you? You go to a bloody, bloody get a cake, cake shop. We get a cake yeah. where they're making a bloody, that's making Spider-Man a bloody Spider Man cake. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and good it, stuff. Yeah. And it's like their actual sculptures, and then there's a cake in them. 
That's art, my friends. That's art and you can cakes. eat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> more art exactly. you can eat. That's what yeah. I say. Why can they eat the Mona Lisa? Yeah. What well, a waste of art. You could eat it if you wanted. Maybe not the frame, but you could probably eat the the canvas. Yeah, you could eat it on a dare. Probably. I used to want to eat books a lot. I I used to like <laughs> really. I used to like have this thing about books. I would I love the smell of books and. As a kid, I'd often like try and bite through the pages. Like you, <laughs> wow. if you went to my bedroom as a kid and went through like you know uh, the the Narnia Chronicles or whatever, you'd find little teeth marks yeah. <laughs> like around the books. And then one day you're on the you're on the set of Home and Away, and they're just like you're just like okay, well I'm in the diner. Um, <laughs> Turn on my script. Give me give me give me some books, and they're like what? And you're like oh this isn't normal, is it? So that's <laughs> oh, how you no. don't you don't you don't remember lines. You, you adjust <laughs> the lines. <laughs> so, isn't that the way all actors do it? That's no. right. Yeah. I mean, you're an actor, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, if anyone helps wants to yeah. help out uh, helped out uh, about our buddy Ralph, yeah, and see how weird a guy would look without a moustache. I know, right? Yeah, mm. so they're they're nearly there. I reckon we can push him over the line. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Ernie on Twitter, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Last week's pod uh, talking about the Dark Knight with Will Anderson, your friend from Tofop, the podcast you also do. People should also <laughs> check that out. Uh, got me thinking about what's your favorite intro for a film. So the Dark Knight famously has the the Heath Ledger. Mm. Uh, every, why am I explaining it? Literally everybody <laughs> who is in this room and who's listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Do you guys have like a favorite opening for a film? Ooh. I do like the Mad Max car crash. Did you mention Mad Max before? Uh, the, from the first one, the, Fury, the caravan. No, the, the Fury Road one, sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty, yeah, that's good. That's like a set of world record, I think, for roles. I did too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a hard question. I mean, there's so many like mm. amazing openings in films. Let's just leave it at that then. Yep. <laughs> Jaws, I guess, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Jaws, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like, let's go for a nudie swim and then what yeah. the fuck's happening? Yep. Uh, it's, you know, mm. that's good. Yeah. You can't beat the opening of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing flying over the screen. Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, I feel like any kind of tentpole movie that kind of moves things forward have like this amazing opening sequence. Set piece. We yeah. call it in the biz. That's yeah, what, nice. that's what you call it's it? Set yeah. piece. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love the opening scene of Ghostbusters where, well, it's not, it's technically the second scene, but where they go to the library and they encounter the ghostly uh, librarian and they're like, get her. That's their whole plan. It's just like, all right. Yeah. I do. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Pirates films, but the first Pirates of the Caribbean, it's not the opening scene, but is the best character introduction, which is when you meet Captain Jack Sparrow and it's this like heroic, glorious shot of him gliding Mm. across in front of like the sky. And then as the camera pulls out, you realize he's standing on a sinking ship. Yeah, yeah. right. And as just as the boat sinks, he steps off and just gets on a pier, and it tells you everything you need to know it's about great, that character yeah. in one mm. shot. Yeah. Did you see the new one? No, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I checked that out after the. What's the one with the squid face guy? Two or three. That Two literally three. made me want to vomit. Yeah. Like I, it was unbearable. It's so long. I have a um, a phobia. I can't, there's a name for it, but uh, and it's a common phobia. Whole, lots of holes together. Oh like yeah, if, sure, if yeah. You like if, uh, if uh, Google um, hole phobia, <laughs> lots of uh, holes together. It's called it's called something. It's like if you, there's certain fruit that, that if you with? slice it, yeah, you it can looks see like a whole lots bunch of holes. Mm. And apparently, it's related to like it's a it's a caveman thing where we we get taught to recognize rotting flesh. Ah, because my my wife used to think I was making it up, but then I found this fucking thing online. It's like yeah. this is a real phobia. People trip have. trypophobia. That must be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's so, the, what's so the what about like a spaghetti strainer thing, or is it like something natural? Uh, yeah, the, if it's organic, yeah. it makes me feel gross. Like sponges, sea sponges, gross me out a bit. Certain plants gross me out. Okay. Um, 
It's just a, it says a fear of holes and their reaction is so severe that can cause they can cause panic attacks. No, I'm not that bad. Not that bad? No, but squid... Well, we'll see because we've got some real weird stuff out here. We're going to parade some things but in. But squid face in Pirates of the Caribbean, whoever that was, like it was just constant twitching holes. Yeah, like right. Yeah. Slimy, <laughs> flipping, twitching holes. It's like I'm watching open heart surgery or something. Right. It's called a hot sweats, uh, panic attacks, migraines, increased heart rate. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Hey, speaking of, because we talked, because we talked, I'm basically, I'm Superman. I just told you that kryptonite. Right, yeah, that's right. So that's like in the next negotiation we have on planet broadcasting. What's, yeah, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, CX Clawson. Maybe people could send you some stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, so we again we talked about Batman last week. Yeah. Um, this is this. I only mention this because when we get a when we get a Gmail, uh, Gmail gives us some like pre-made options you can just send back to somebody like it just it just <laughs> generates it. automatic like sure responses yeah. so something so steven strickland has is uh emailed and he said uh something about the dark knight trilogy always bothered me that blake who's played by joseph gordon levitt strolls in a way manner and tells bruce that he knows bruce is batman because they're both orphans and you can see it in his smile or in his face or what have you and it just says seems like a bit of a stretch thoughts and just one of these automated responses is, says i'm down for whatever <laughs> Can, can I, you send that back? I will, yeah. Can I, can I ask you guys, I heard you talking with Will about um, The Dark Knight and yeah. there is yeah. something that uh, has always like bothered me that I've never quite understood a plot point in that. Yep. Why was it necessary for Commissioner Gordon to fake his own death to then be the guy driving the truck <laughs> to draw the Joker out? Like, I don't understand. Right, yeah. Why did... I mean, if, if the whole point was to draw the Joker out, the, all that needed to happen was Harvey Dent comes out and says, I'm the Batman. Yep. That's going to draw the Joker out. You could still have that same truck sequence. But why all this palaver? I mean, surely that was city funds that was going into paying for that state funeral. His, family, right, his yeah. family thought he was dead. Yeah, like why mm. Why does, Why did he have to be off the, off the radar? Probably just wants a couple of days off from his bloody wife and kids. <laughs> am I right? Am I right, everybody? I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know what's up. I, I uh, mean, as a father? As yeah. a father, <laughs> yeah. God, I ran into another father at the park the other day. Oh, the that worst. Must suck. The worst. Uh, uh, the friend, I'm staying with friends in Melbourne at the moment, and uh, the husband's away, and the wife is minding their little daughter. And uh, I was heading out, and I said, "What are you doing today?" And she's like, "Ugh, she's having a play date." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's going, "Well, you know, she's made friends at her kindergarten, so now the one of the parents is coming around. We're gonna have to hang out while our kids play. It sucks." God, the I worst. never thought of that. It's like, yeah. oh, you gotta make friends with the kids' parents. It's coming up, man. I don't even want to be friends with the kid. Like <laughs> That's right. And look, they're not like the guy was nice. He's like, "How old is he?" I'm like, "Shut up." Neither of us give a fuck. You just threw your coffee yeah, in his exactly, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's look, I understand it, but it's just not. I shouldn't discourage people from making friends in the park. Yeah, but seriously, leave, nice me, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, last question. This is from Touch E Delph. Tortouche Delph. Dunno. Are Huntsman <laughs> Spiders... This is an Australian question. Are Huntsman Spiders a legitimate problem in Australia? How do you deal? Need answers. What? You're, Huntsman yeah. Spiders. Yeah, so are you saying he is Australian? Or he's no, like, he's not. Uh, uh, why is he asking this question? Is I guess because people see people see Huntsman. Right. Because they're big and scary and hairy and whatever. I think they're quite placid. Yeah. yeah. They're, not, they're, not they're not poisonous. poisonous. Yeah. I, never, I never kill spiders. I don't like yeah. spiders. They creep me out a bit. I'll smash a spider to Will bits. you? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, won't I, just, I won't destroy anything I can't create myself. <laughs> so I'll kill a child, but I won't kill a spider. I had a traumatic occurrence with a spider once in the flat I was living with. In living in St Kilda, there was a big huntsman on the glass, and because it was a glass window, I could see its underbelly. And it's yeah, kind right. of grossing me out a bit. Yeah, it's got some holes so there. You I don't want to deal with. with the plastic because what I like to do is trap and release. Yeah, yep. And so I went out with this container, 
But at the last minute, the spider made a run for it and I bisected it, like yeah. literally cut it in half. So the top four legs were still hanging onto the glass oh, no. and shaking as guts and, and it, and it was horrifying. Like it was like, it was like that. I was screaming. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen. And then like a couple of days Did later, you leave it? a couple of days later, I cleaned it off. A couple of days later, I walk out into the balcony again and I walk straight into a spider web and I'm like, this is a message. Yeah. Like they're sending me a message because yeah, right. I firmly believe that spiders, they talk. They yeah. know if you kill one of theirs, they're coming for they're one coming of yeah, That's right. Yeah. There's always a spider web on the way to my bins, and I always walk into it. Every, and every time I'm like, yeah. then you have to come inside and check yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate spiders, but I don't want them on me. No, I got a scar on my arm from a spider bite I got as a kid. Really? Yeah, oh, it's kind of faded now. Do you know what it was? No, I just remember being at school one day and looking at my arm and it was swollen. <laughs> there was this giant like eggy on my yeah. arm. Mm. And it was like, oh yeah, I went to the nurse and they said it was a spider bite. So maybe that instilled in me a fucking distrust of, you know what? Mm. It's like the predator. You know that in Predator 2 where Gary Busey is like talking about the predator, what an amazing killer it is. And mm-hmm. Danny Glover's like, my God, you admire him. He's like, for what it, for what it is, not for what it does. Right. Yeah. Like I admire spiders. Absolutely. But I fucking don't want to be friends with one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to shake any of their eight hands. Don't approach him at the park if you're a spider. Leave him alone. I'll throw yeah. my coffee right in your face. <laughs> That's it. Hey, here's one more question just before we get going. Let's do it. Uh, Paul Spooner wants to know, uh, with the Skrulls appearing in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, which character would you like to see revealed as having been a Skrull all along? I just did a video on this, Mason. It's oh, up right now. That's very convenient. I think we, we didn't plan that. But no. Yeah. What's a Skrull? Uh, <laughs> it's like a... Get out. <laughs> We're deleting this episode, James. It's all gone. That's my one requirement. You've got to know what a Skrull is. So in the in the Marvel uh, comic book universe, the scrolls are like shapeshifters. Right. They're like uh, like green with that weird chin, so bum the, the chin, and chin. They got, yeah, yeah, and they got yeah, and yeah. they the pointy ears, and they can transform yeah, right. into, like into anyone. Kind of yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so they I know, can. I know. All right. <laughs> Jesus, I just know they're called scrolls. Right? I was heating up a coffee to throw <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, yeah. So they can be anybody, and the in Captain Marvel, the movie's coming out. They're introducing them, and right. that movie's set in the nineties, which means that anybody from at least that Man, point. Captain forward, Marvel's a woman. Yes. yes. Captain um, Marvel's a woman. Believe it. Well, there's a few Captain Marvels, but that that, that particular one is also a DC Captain Marvel. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, you probably know this. Can but uh, video, no, can you make a video about that? Because I honestly don't understand. <laughs> just it. call yeah, it Captain Marvel. Like I'm a, I, I read comics, but I have a very surfacey understanding yeah. of comics like I know yep. comics and comic book characters and stuff but when it gets into the real depth in-depth stuff yeah, uh-huh. like you guys Absolutely. know so much and I'm like well, oh god I, but I, some of it we're making up nobody's been well, able to check like Shakespeare I <laughs> yeah. don't know what you're saying I can I follow it <laughs> yeah right but I don't know exactly what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. well me and Mason are different levels as well because he's right. like he's a, he's knows more than do me you get, do you guys know Justin Hamilton do you know you, I know you, Hamilton you know yeah I don't know well Justin obviously really good mate of Wills and he's like the most knowledgeable comic book guy I know and like I often will like call him for recommendations but I'll also just call him with questions yeah, like, yeah right about like why is this happening in this book that I'm reading right now right. like yeah this, these characters seem to have a lot of animosity has something happened right, right. is that why Saga is good for you because it doesn't connect to anything else it's a th- yeah well yeah I start, and I started from yeah first issue but mm. yeah I can't think I got into comic books I think Batman was the first one I got into. Sure, yeah. I was very much a DC uh-huh. kind of guy. Yeah. I hated Marvel when I was growing <laughs> up because I didn't like I liked the cosmic. Yeah, a lot of people get turned like off like fantasy that, yeah. stuff. But mm. now I don't know. I don't know where I sort of sit. I don't. I don't really read DC or Marvel that much anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of more. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be. About I'm, I'm indie now. man. I'm yeah, indie this wind is wind is where it's at. Yeah, yeah we're all yeah. indie guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. who's a scroll? All right. Uh, I would probably <laughs> like it to be 
Uh, somebody pointed this out on Twitter. There's a you know there's a brief period of time in, at the end of the Avengers where Tony Stark goes into deep space. Yes. And then he comes back. What if they switched him? Yeah, absolutely. What if there was oh, a switcheroo? Cool. Yeah, I think that would be good. And that would explain why he's been such an asshole since then. I mean, he was uh, an asshole, I mean, he was an asshole before, before yeah. that, but the more so. The yeah. yeah, exactly, and, yeah. yeah. I think they at least have to make one of the main Avengers, like him or a Captain America, one. But then what? But then how does it become awkward with the whole Pepper Potts thing? Well, it could oh, even yeah, maybe, yeah, been yeah wow, yeah. I mean, the whole time. why yeah. is Pepper Potts back with him? Maybe she's a scroll. Oh, like right. Everyone's a scroll. Everyone's <laughs> a scroll. I'm a scroll. <laughs> it's a scroll. Scroll. Yeah. But no, I think, and it also, you can get swapped out at any point. Someone could leave the room and you could swap them out. Like, it wouldn't, wouldn't have to be the whole time. So literally in scenes. We yeah. Could, we could, you could go back George Lucas style and just, like, Re like revamp yep. every yeah. Marvel film and say scroll scroll yeah scroll. exactly right mm. scroll, scroll, that scroll, one scroll. you didn't like yeah. scroll yeah. yeah yeah they could be like the Captain America the Captain America we woke up is is a scroll so the whole time he hasn't been him also some scrolls are so deep undercover that they don't know they're a scroll until they're switched on oh they're like sleeper agents yeah, yeah. exactly mm. yeah mm. that's I mean that's ludicrous <laughs> <laughs> comics are a bit funny like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a good question. I have some questions for you, Charlie, before we sign off, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Got some acting questions. You've answered a lot of them. Right. But I, I'm like, these are the kind of things where you don't get proper. I feel like, by the way, that last rant I went on, I discouraged <laughs> a lot of people. It's not a bad life. Like, it's no, fine, absolutely but... not. I mean, if it's for you, it's for you. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's like valuable information. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what do we got here? So a lot of times, you know, you see actors and they're like, it's all about the process and I'm getting into mm-hmm. the world. I hate, I hate it all. <laughs> like, shut up. Like, I want like, do you have an acting nemesis? Like someone you're like, <laughs> Roger Corsner. Roger Corsner. Like, Corsner, sorry. Yeah. I know you did a short film together. Yeah, he's a mate of mine. <laughs> like, like, is there like a guy where you're like, that guy? Like he's, he he's similar enough for me. Mm. Yeah, to me. Th- there was a period of time where Kick Gurry. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. I would go into, he got your role in Garage Days. Yeah, yeah. I would go into okay. auditions and Kick Gurry would be there and then he would always end up getting the role. But uh, no, I mean, the thing about acting too is you go through phases. Like the reason mm. I didn't work a lot from, you know, 30 to 35 is that I was suddenly at a weird age bracket where I was too old to be young guy, but not mm-hmm. quite old enough to be dad or lawyer yeah, or whatever. Right. But now I'm starting to look older. <laughs> nice. And so they can cast me again. For girls, that, for actresses, it happens at a different age. Like you literally go from being the ingenue and then suddenly you're a mum. And yeah, there right. is no in between. Yes. Like that's, that's it. You're so, Jessica Alba and then your mum. I mean, I did a pilot yeah. season in 2011 when I was, so I would have been like 34, 33 or 34, and I was asked to audition for this show as a 19-year-old, and I was like, I have grey <laughs> in my hair. Yeah, like, right. I'm no Luke Perry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No one is going to no one is going to. So you just this. went, nah, I'm not doing it? Uh, no, I did it. Oh, you did it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, put my, I put the skateboard under my arm yeah. and my cap on backwards. That's right. Hey, dudes, what's Facebooking? <laughs> what's Facebook? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you you recently did like a men's health thing. Yeah, yeah. You got super ripped super and abs. You got like real abs, person yeah. abs. Yeah. How do you get abs? What's that about? It's all and uh, all diet. That's what I mm. learned is that you can exercise as much as you want. It doesn't matter. It's what you eat. So I had to, I've got this personal trainer who's uh, awesome, and she does body sculpting. Like that's right. her thing. She competes and stuff. And so she basically put me on this program, and it's kind of weird. You'd think that you'd want to eat less to lose weight, but you actually need to eat more. So oh, okay. she prepared, she would send me this kind of like menus each week. So it was an eight week process. I lost almost 10 kilos in eight weeks. Let me just also say, this is <laughs> not a healthy thing to do. This is not sustainable. Oh, really? Okay, it's not, yeah. this is purely aesthetic. This is not, it doesn't, 
make you fitter or stronger or more flexible. It's purely for a look. That's so what, you're lean. Is basically, you get super yeah. lean. I mean, you're doing a lot of weights and a lot of cardio and stuff, but if you're doing fitness because you want to like, you know, as you get older, have an active life, then you should probably look into more like movement training, this kind sure. of stuff. This is for you are doing this training because you're tapering to a photo shoot on a certain day. Mm-hmm. So literally everything you do is working to this one point, but either side of that one point, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's impossible to maintain. It's really hard. So she just put me on the start where I'd eat five meals a day and there were sort of certain, like you'd have to weigh each thing and measure it all out and all that it's kind that of stuff. It's that precise. That precise. It's amazing. Actually, And is it based on how big you are? Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't actually realize, like towards the end of it, when I started losing the weight about a week out from the photo shoot, she said, well, you can start playing around now with carbohydrates and stuff and just see how that affects you. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And literally at that point, when you've sort of been on a very strict diet, when you start eating some things, you wake up the next day and your body, it's like Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. You wake up and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, you've heard of carb loading, people carb load. Yeah. So if you've been like on a very lean kind of carb-free diet and then you eat a lot of carbs, you bulk up, you know, you wake up and your muscles it's Your body's like, just like, oh my God, yes. sugar, give me some of that stuff. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, it's amazing. And then you can sort of strip that right back down. You know, you, if you sort of, if you cut water, you know, Generally, look, you look. That's Did why you do when, all you, that, like, when you wake up hungover, you generally look better when you're mm. in the mirror because all your skin's tight. And there's no fluid in your body. I don't, but, but yeah. it's unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I learned. As actually, it was. I mean, part of it was because I'm. Well, I turned forty recently, and I was like, "Fuck, I've never really. I've always been kind of active, but I've sure, never yeah. really challenged myself to do something sort of you know fitness based." Yeah. Um, but the one thing I learned is that <clears throat> it's all diet and i've actually it's completely changed the way i eat now because i used to just eat whatever but now i'm kind of like it's not hard to make stuff that tastes good it's you think eating healthy is boring and like that's what we're taught but it's actually you can do seasonings and all what is of, what is hard you know, is is cooking all the time and making yeah, your own food right, yeah like i now do all the cooking for me and my wife like it's just easier i'll go do the shopping i know and it's simple like all you really stick to is like like vegetables and, mm-hmm. and, and, and meats if you're, if you're not a vegetarian. Like that's mm. the simplest way. If you imagine what you'd eat at a barbecue, not sausages, but like <laughs> lean meats and salads and vegetables and stuff, then you're pretty much okay. Yeah. It's just lots of sugar, like alcohol, all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And, it, and it's so easy to drink beer. And I love drinking beer. Yeah. But, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Why are we talking about this on the show? I'm just curious. Because I'm I'm curious about abs. Because you know, actors get abs. Yeah. Do you want me to edit that out, Mason? Do you disapprove? No, I insist you keep it in. (laughs) Delete everything else. Just ab talk. Uh, (laughs) The weekly ab. That's right. Just really quickly. Remembering lines. I've got nowhere else to go. It's fine. Maybe your audience does. Maybe they've already left. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Do you just memorize them? Can you do them? Can you have it on the day in front of you if you need it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's thanks to Home and Away because they move so fast. It's like muscle memory. You just get so used to learning lines. Yeah, I can I can be given a script now and learn it pretty quickly. Ah, And also too, when you read enough scripts, (sighs) Mm -hmm. you start to recognize writing patterns. Yeah, right. And Uh you can start to anticipate. Where it's going to go Maybe without going to yeah, go okay, right. what the line's going to be. Like, have we, you got, ever, we got company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you ever stuffed up a line and they've, they've just gone, that's nah, fine? We'll, we'll, we'll Most, just run it. All the fucking time. Okay, right. Close I'm enough. Stuffing up lines. Yeah. Oh, what, what do you mean as in like, have I ad-libbed a new one or just? Or just, you've just flubbed it. Like said the yeah, wrong word. Okay, I think right. so. Like often like they won't even notice. I mean, that's, yeah. the, the fun, that's what I was saying about you are the lowest rung creatively. You may fucking spend like, you know, weeks and days pouring over this scene and just wanting to nail it. And then you fucking flood the last line and the director doesn't even notice. Right. Or it gets like, I remember doing a show 
where I had this big emotional scene and I'm like, well, this is my Oscar clip. This is going to be fucking yeah, right. amazing, you know. And then I saw it go to air and as I'm doing my big emotional breakdown, they cut to the girl listening and her like oh, <laughs> running right. and listening yeah. and I was like, where? And then they cut back to me as I'm drying my tears. Yeah, I, like, right. I'm like, I'm like, I cried for real. <laughs> I cried for real. I was pinching my thigh during that whole scene. <laughs> That's great. Last question. This yeah. doesn't apply to you. Okay. All actors like tiny little people. Uh, generally, yes. I the bigger you, if you're like over six foot, you're gonna look like a giant on camera. Right. Yeah. So, um, because you're like what five eleven? I'm five eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of I I'm 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 not. I don't look. I look. I'm like. Paul Ruddish, Luke Wilson, <laughs> you know, you know, those guys don't look too big or too small. They're just like normal people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I've got friends who are like 6'3", and when they're on camera, they look like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> because actresses tend to be quite small right, as yeah. well. You know, Ada, I think, was five. She's like five two or something. Oh like shit! That. All right, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I looked. All, I looked at Hugh Jackman standing <laughs> yeah, next to her. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, he cast me next to the small people. I've heard it's. I've heard the Hollywood Pete told us this. A friend of ours. Actors a lot of times have tiny little bodies and big heads, like George Clooney. He's oh, like yeah. a tiny little skinny body, but a big emotive head. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Gemma has a theory that the most photogenic people have round faces. Right. Because in terms of angles, like if you've got an angular face, when you turn your head, the light hits it differently and suddenly you're getting weird shapes. Mm. But if you've got a round face, nothing happens when you turn yeah, your head. Right. You've got quite a round face. Thank you. You'd be good on camera. <laughs> just, your dog just, just started. Right. <laughs> that is deadly. Sorry. Yeah. This room doesn't smell good also at the end of a podcast generally. Yeah. No, no, that's the dog. That's definitely the dog. Where can people find you, Charlie, though? Your podcast specifically. Uh, Tofop. Uh, if you like, uh, 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 if you've liked my ranting about the acting industry we don't do any of that on our podcast it's more like what you guys it's a couple of comedy dudes having a comedy comedy oh, conversation wasn't that's it? right a couple <laughs> of old mates having a comedy conversation yeah, um, yeah. you can find us at tofop.com um, you can also find us on the Planet Broadcasting website oh, hello. part of the stable but we have some other shows that aren't part of uh, Planet mm. Broadcasting yet that's right. Um, if you're into AFL, I'm sure you've got lots of uh, so AFL many. fans who listen to the Weekly Huge Planet. Fans. We the have a, we have an Aussie Rules podcast called Two Guys One Cup. Mm-hmm. Be careful searching that. We uh, <laughs> Will has a podcast called Willosophy, which is kind of like enough rope. It's like almost serious, pretty serious. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. He does really good long yeah. long form conversations with people. And then Will's got Fofop, which is essentially yep. Tofop, where he gets guest comedians in. People are a lot funnier than me. Um, or sometimes a teacher and a tram driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah, we've been on, the, on it. Or not the latest one because he's been going crazy with the faux fops because right. he just did Montreal. So yeah. when, ah. Will, when Will does comedy festivals, suddenly there's like a hunt. Like we've been doing toe fops since 2010. He's been doing faux fops since 2012, but there's triple the amount of yeah, episodes exactly, of faux yeah. fop because mm. he's always doing festivals and it, getting comedians on. It's all good though. But I think I think toe fops a good gateway for people though because there is, I mean, you guys, you say it in the intro or John Dix is in the intro. Talk about Batman <laughs> and time travel and things yeah. you've been watching in movies and comics. Well, and, the thing is when uh, we started toe fop, like to do a podcast back then, you didn't need a hook. Yeah, right. It didn't need to be about anything. The fact that mm. you were doing a podcast was reason enough to do a podcast. Exactly, yeah. And so now I get really nervous when people, I never, I'm terrible at promoting our show. Like when people ask me, oh, you do a podcast, what's it about? I start sweating. I don't know yeah. how to yeah, say it. Right. I don't know how to describe it. And I don't want to say it's a comedy conversation between two <laughs> old mates. Yeah. But that's pretty much what that's it is. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. 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 Awesome. You could, you could solve some murders. Yeah, we could. <laughs> that, could that would work. That's hot right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> True crime podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. 
Mason, do the end of the show. Oh, look, you can find us at Weekly Planet Pod on Facebook and Gmail and Twitter and Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm Mr. Sunday Movies. I'm at CX Clawson on Twitter, and you can find Tofop at uh, Facebook on Facebook. And linked below. Oh, yeah. We've got some oh, teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it, I'll throw so it, throw it in the link. Yeah. He's uh, point, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's pointing <see>. down. <laughs> no one can see that. It's in Charlie's crotch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. Mm-hmm. We have an Amazon affiliate link. Yep. Uh, in there, if you want to find uh, the Bill and Ted uh, live action TV series on VHS, maybe yes. just click through. You go to regular Amazon, you pay the regular Amazon price. We get a kickback somehow. There's some teas on T Public. Thanks to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for all our themes. That's about it, I think. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, awesome stuff. <laughs> uh, next week, something else. So we'll do probably. a different thing, probably. Episode 200 is coming up. If people have got suggestions, we've already got something very special lined up. Uh, Claire accidentally booked three ads, so we're going to do three ads in our two hundredth episode. Fantastic! So that's that's the that's the point where we really sell out. So yeah. we're trying to make a habit of it. But if people got a suggestion for a particular topic, maybe we'll do an extra long one. Yeah, extra long one. Uh, seems as there are three ads, so throw them our way, and we'll do them all we want. Best ads. <laughs> that's right. Best uh, ads we've done, and yeah. then we'll, re- we'll replay them. It'll right. be great. That's it. Anyway, thanks again, Charlie. No worries. Thank you. Thanks again, Mason. Thank you. Thank me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Charlie. Can you do just because. I'm a fan of the show and I'm here. Can you do sure. your, your famous catchphrase? Do it, James. What's my oh. one? You know. <sighs> do it. it. Charlie. Hey, who ate all my biscotti? Yay! <laughs> oh, God damn it, Charlie. Oh, God he's done it. it. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, grab that's that. the only reason I can't <laughs> hear that. Uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 